What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, November 16th, 20 and 23, and we are broadcasting live from the brand new Academy Sports and Outdoors in Hutto, Texas. 250 Alliance Boulevard is the address. This place is beautiful. They are fully stocked with all the sports gear, the outdoors gear, the grilling gear, whatever you need. If you uh, want to take care of your holiday shopping before we even get to Thanksgiving, there is no better place to do that than right here at this Academy, Buck. And you know that, me. I'm the guy who does that before next week. I get all my Christmas shopping done before Thanksgiving. I'm I'm that kind of girl. So you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get it done. And I don't have trucks rolling up to my house three times a day. You know, I just get it done. I go do it. And this is the place to do it, especially if if your kids are into sports or you're into sports or fishing or you need a license, you can get it all here at Academy Sports and Outdoors. And this location is absolutely beautiful, brand spanking new. And look at all the baseball, football gear all around us, the gloves. Now, I don't deal with that anymore, mm. but I do deal with that fishing equipment and that golf. See those golf balls over there, all those oh, yeah. titleless golf balls, because I am a professional golfer. Uh, says who? My friends. My <laughs> friends tell me that. No, I know your friends. <laughs> they say the exact opposite of that. <laughs> There's no chance. You're, you're an old man golfer. golfer, yes. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. But they've got everything here. And, of course, plenty of Longhorn gear, plenty of Austin FC gear. They've got the Cowboys swag as well. Got Aggie swag. Aggie stuff, too, if you want to celebrate the firing of Jimbo Fisher. If you're proud of him finally being gone from A&M, then you can uh, come get your Aggie gear here. We've got some stuff we're going to be giving away as well. We've got plenty of Texas sports unfiltered koozies. Got a couple of last stand hats as well that we'll be giving to the people. And a couple of our lucky listeners who show up here to Academy in Hutto will be walking away with $150 academy gift cards you want to talk about your holiday shopping there you go you can get that done thanks to our friends at academy sports and outdoors for hooking us up with those and they've got stuff going on all weekend long it's not just a grand opening day it's a grand opening week here at academy sports and outdoors how about this tomorrow they'll be giving away free mystery gift cards for some of the first customers who are in line they're going to be giving away more than fifteen thousand dollars in weekend prizes from tomorrow through sunday mystery gift cards free texas state park gift cards they're going to be giving away some food on saturday out here as well hooking you up all weekend long so your uh, black friday savings can start early here once again your holiday shopping can get taken care of right here at the brand new academy in huddo well you know the folks at academy have been helping me out for over 20 years now with the the mullet open the uh 23rd annual mullet open to 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 happen in may and it all started with uh academy and tito's Uh, these are the first people i went to i've never never been denied and the folks here are magnificent you know casey's done a fine job and she is uh she's excited she's up early in the morning as a matter of fact here yeah met us here i mean it was early dude this place doesn't even open until nine yes but there were folks out here at like 6 30. This is a new facility out here. You know, Starbucks must open up at 3 o'clock out here. All right. Yeah, they've got to be. All those construction workers oh my outside goodness. getting stuff done. They've got to be open early. But uh, we're here, and Texas Sports Unfiltered will be here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. So, once again, don't come see us yet because uh, this place doesn't open until 9 a.m. But, obviously, if you are watching us on YouTube, we appreciate that. If you're tuning in on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app, we appreciate that as well. And then, yeah, from uh, from 9 to 1, 
come out and see us at Academy Sports and Outdoors. We're right by the fan area. So walk in, take a left, and you will uh, stumble upon us, and we'll have some stuff to give you just for showing Absolutely. Up. Plenty to get to today. Of course, we're two days away from Texas football taking on Iowa State in Ames. The Longhorn basketball team took care of business last night. We'll talk some Cowboys. We'll talk some Texans. We'll have some fun like we always do. I got to show the buck a weird picture of Trey that he posted oh, no. on Twitter from out in Vegas. I thought it was one of those another airplane video you're about to hand to me. By the way, congratulations to uh, – Texas women's volleyball team, Big 12 champions once again. I mean, death taxes and Texas volleyball winning the Big 12. Seventh in a row. It wow. Is what they do. Yeah. And also, good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be where we are right now, uh, of course, here at Academy Sports and Outdoors. And thank you to your families for sending you to us. We do appreciate it. And please be safe out there. Absolutely. Well and it said. is a misty kind of. Monkey morning, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't a smooth drive up here. Oh, no, no, no. Dark, misty, foggy. That's oh. why old men like me stay overnight. I don't like that. I don't like that morning drive. What, did you sleep here last night? <laughs> Slept in a cabin over there in a tent. I was going to say, they got plenty of space and plenty of stuff here to where you could. Oh, yeah. You did that? Got a little tent there, Magellan tent. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, but uh, we're out here. I'm sure the fog's probably breaking up right oh, now. Oh, yeah, it's so nice. People, it's going to be a nice, uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to have a nice weekend, 80 tomorrow. There you go. 80 degrees. Ah, classic November weather. I did not call for a little bit of drizzle this morning. I'm sorry I didn't, didn't let you you people know mm. what was happening. Next week, I'll let you know. It's going to be a beautiful week going into your Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. I love that. That's what we're looking for. Hey, as our guy Rue says, smash the like button. If you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. It helps our uh, channel continue to grow. You mentioned that the Texas volleyball team winning the Big 12 again last night seven years in a row for jared elliott and company congrats to them they took down iowa state at greg to get that done How about the texas basketball team what a day it was for texas basketball oh, yeah. yesterday you could really argue it was an incredible day for texas athletics as a whole but the texas basketball team beat rice at the moody center last night 80 to 64 the final score there with the win the longhorns approved to three and oh on the season that's the good the great was what had happened earlier in the day as Texas picked up a massive commitment for the class of 2024, the number one shooting guard in the country, the number one player in the state of Texas, Trey Johnson, who's now playing at a prep academy in Missouri, but is from the uh, Lake Highlands area up in the Metroplex, one of my rival high schools back in the mm. day, but, you know, I'm cool with it now. Uh, Trey Johnson commits to the University of Texas. Texas and Baylor were his final two schools. Trey's dad actually played at Baylor back in the day but ironically enough Rodney Terry was an assistant coach at Baylor when Trey Johnson's dad played there so there was that relationship between the two already built in and uh, yesterday on the Pat McAfee show oddly enough Trey Johnson announced that he had committed to Texas that is a massive gift for Rodney Terry yeah it certainly is I mean guards are I mean you're going to lose a bunch of them this year and to have a young guy like that is one of the best in the nation come to and become a part of the fold is is fantastic for this coach it really is for this program it, it, it was that's that's a big day win 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 all over the place for texas basketball and texas athletics in general yesterday absolutely all right let's let you hear some of the q and a so once again trey johnson announced the commitment on the pat mcafee show yesterday we've got a little back and forth between pat and his crew and trey johnson right after uh, the announcement was made bucky hopefully this doesn't blow your ears off 
Stand by. Dad going to be happy about this? How's the family going to respond, you think? I talked to him about it. He'll be okay with it. He'll live. <laughs> uh, when he talked to Kevin Durant and got to work out with him, how much did he have uh, say in this entire thing or influence in this all? And what do you expect out of your time at Texas when you get down there? Uh, yeah, I talked to him, bounced some ideas off his head. He said it was a good place to come in and hoop and just play great atmosphere and uh, just be looking forward to getting down there on campus. Dad going to be happy about this? How's the family going to respond, you think? I talked to him about it. He'll be okay with it. He'll live. <laughs> uh, when he talked to Kevin Durant and got to work out, and I guess we don't need to play that twice. I love the fact that he said, Dad will live. Yeah, Dad will live. <laughs> yeah, he'll live. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Pops uh, was probably hoping Trey was going to commit to Baylor. But once again, he knows Rodney Terry. Like, yes. And he wouldn't have let his son commit to Texas if he didn't think super highly of Rodney Terry. So uh, that's big time, man. I mean, the Longhorns brought in three signees for this class of 2024. And by the way, Trey Johnson has signed. This is not a, oh, he's committed. We've got to wait a couple of oh, months no. and hope that he puts pen to paper. No, this thing is set in stone the ink is dry he will be on the university of texas basketball team next season which is awesome yeah that's fantastic for texas it really really is and that puts them in i think maybe the top five in recruiting yes immediately i think they do have the uh, fifth ranked recruiting class now in this uh, class of 2024 what, so, a, what a start big time for uh, for gus spring from breaking bad as we like to call him because rodney terry looks exactly like that guy I'm going to show you and I'm going to show the people some Trey Johnson highlights and we can talk while these things are playing. But I saw our man Zay tweet this out yesterday. Of course, Chip and Zay every weekday from one to three right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Uh, Zay was comparing Trey Johnson to Bradley Beal, who is now with the Phoenix Suns. That's okay. Multi-time All-Star with the Washington Wizards. Just a, a two guard who can absolutely get buckets from anywhere on the floor and look i mean we've got windmill dunks here we've got uh pulling up from three trey johnson's got a little uh badass to his game Boy, too. he's got that euro step oh yeah he'll dunk in your face and then he'll let you know about it as well so this dude could play he can also talk a little bit too and yeah it's uh, gonna be fun to have this guy on the 40 acres it it might just be you know three or four months where we get to watch trey johnson in a texas uniform but we will take it, man. This is a, a game-changing, a program-changing type of talent that's going to be walking into Austin next year. Wow. NBA skills. NBA skills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this dude is expected to be a, a lottery pick here in a couple of years. So this is just a little bit of what Texas is getting. Rodney Terry, after the game, was talking about how Trey Johnson can be a two-way player when he gets to Austin. Obviously, these highlights are all from uh, from Trey on the offensive end of the floor, and you were seeing his ability to score at all three levels. But uh, Roddy Terry believes that he is going to be a good defensive player once he gets here to Austin as well. So uh, this is awesome, man. I mean, this was obviously a question. Hell, there, there were a lot of questions about what Texas basketball was going to be after, funny enough, you know, when Texas played Rice last year, Buck, that was the day Chris Beard got arrested. That's right. And, boy, Rice took Texas to overtime. It was obviously a tumultuous day for the Texas basketball program. I know Texas was way better than Rice, but it kind of felt like a minor miracle that they were able to win that game That's last right. year, just considering everything that had been going on on that day and the uncertainty for the future of the Texas basketball program. Now a year later, taking on Rice again, you get big-time news that Rodney Terry was able to bring in a Big-time recruit, the number one player in the state of Texas. And like you said, uh, put the uh, bow on a top-five class. That's as good as it gets. And it feels like to this point, Buck, Rodney Terry has answered all of the questions that have been asked about him. Yeah, I mean, because there was always going to be questions. Can he recruit to the level of, of of what was going on with you know with Chris Beard? Could he, could he recruit like Chris Beard? Yeah. And we found out that he can coach like it last year. I thought, you know, you know as, as far as they went last year, 
they've got an even better opportunity this year. Some would say, can you do that? Can you get back to where you were last year? Why not? I mean, they got, they've got some guys, some big men that haven't even played yet to get on the court and get themselves totally in 100%, you know, not in shape, but get over some of the injuries. This should be a fantastic basketball uh, team for years to come, I believe. That's the hope. That is the hope, and you're right. I mean, uh, Chris Beard, look, Chris Beard put the roster together last year. He deserves some credit for that, but Ronnie Terry deserves a ton of credit for keeping this roster together and leading Texas to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament for the first time in 15 years and obviously getting Texas all the way to the Elite Eight. And if it weren't for Uncle Luke paying off the refs, uh, Texas would have been in the Final Four for the first Absolutely. time in 20 years. So uh, that's big time right there. You're excited about what he did last year. Uh, a very good offseason. You know, Texas brought in a number of different transfers. So it's going to take a while for this year's team to kind of find its way. The Longhorns are 3-0. and They haven't really played anybody yet, but they're taking care of their business to this point. Three pretty comfortable wins. Uh, you feel like this team's only going to get better as this year goes along, especially when Dylan DeSue comes Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's just, it feels like uh, Texas basketball is in a uh, very, very good spot right now. And like you said, for years to come. Yeah, it's going to be one of those kind of slow building processes where you, you're you taking your time, you're making sure these guys are healthy enough to get back there. But they're spending an awful t- lot of time with their teammates. You know, even though they're not, they're probably in, in the in the practice mode, but they're not, they're not going full speed. They're not going to have these guys get out there and hurt themselves because that would then be a setback for this program. You know, they, they can't have Dillo Dessou. Once he gets out there, he needs to be 100% ready to go. And that, that doesn't have to be in play until you get to conference play anyway. Right, 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 right. I'm with you. Yeah, Texas's next game is actually at Madison Square yes. Garden this Sunday. Is that Louisville? Louisville. Uh, that's a game Texas better win. You know, I always say this, like you never want to put too much stock into an early season basketball game. Whether you're talking about bad, bad. They've been bad for the last two years. Exactly. Yeah, whether you're talking about high school or college or the NBA, there are just so many games that, okay, if you slip up early in the season, that's not going to define how good of a season you're going to have. But Louisville is awful, man. They are awful. They lost to a D2 team in a scrimmage before the year started. They nearly lost to UMBC. And I know UMBC beat Virginia in the tournament a couple of years ago. But come on, that was a colossal upset. And that's not a team that Louisville should ever be close to losing to. Uh, It's a bad Louisville team. Uh, Kenny Payne is in over his head as the head coach out there. This would be a disappointing loss. Normally, you play Louisville at a neutral site, you lose to them. Okay, whatever. No big deal. Uh, but Texas should win this game on Sunday at the Garden against Louisville. If they do, they could play the defending champion, UConn Huskies. Now, that'll be a different type that of game. That will be a different type of game. Yes, for I, sure. We were all hoping we were going to see that last year, right? If that Texas, dog will bite. That dog does bite. If Texas beat Miami, and, you know, excuse me, if Texas beat the refs, then Texas would have gotten to play UConn in the uh, semifinal in Houston last year. We didn't get to see it then. Uh, we might get to see it. I think Texas, if they beat Louisville, will get the winner of UConn and Indiana. So either way, you're playing a blue blood type of program. Uh, but man, it'd be fun to uh, get to test your medal against the defending. Oh, of course, champs. it would. In Madison Square Garden, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh man, that would be awesome. You going up there? No, not for that. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't made it. You know, you were invited to that. I was invited to that. Yeah. Uh, it's still football season, though. You know. Absolutely. We got a lot of football left. We got uh, some work on Saturday at Cobra B Cave doing the pregame show and. I can't be uh, I can't be going to the no. garden just yet. But nice win for Texas, eighty to sixty four. The final. We'll talk more about that game a little bit later in the show. But obviously, the uh, the super exciting news, if you are a Longhorn basketball fan, is the fact that uh, Trey Johnson has not only committed but signed to the University of Texas once again, the number one two guard in the country for the class of twenty twenty four. Three signees for Texas, all top fifty players in the nation, big time recruiting class. 
by Rodney Terry. All right, before we shift gears and uh, talk some Texas football, of course, we're two days away from the Longhorns trying to keep their Big 12 and college football playoff hopes alive at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa this Saturday night. Some love to uh, some of our great sponsors. How about Dr. Greg Eckert, for sure? That guy has been doing this uh, doing this dentistry for over 28 years in our area, over 14 cases, 1,400 cases of restoring teeth. Did mine in just two visits. I got these beautiful veneers that you are seeing on this camera. That's right. Smile like you love everybody, Buck. <laughs> yes, and I got that done in just two visits. But Dr. Eckert does also general dentistry, extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, the whole works. And if you don't want to do veneers, you know what you can do? How about dental implants? If you do want to smile in just one day, that means when you go in his office, you may not be smiling, but when you leave, he's going to give you that smile that you deserve. Find out if you're a candidate by giving him a call today at 512-345-3166, folks. And if you've got dental anxiety, this is the dude that you want to go to. He and his staff will make you feel very, very comfortable about having your teeth done. I mean, there are those that won't go and haven't gone for years because they're just afraid. Now, don't be afraid. I mean, your dental care, it, it, it adds into your whole physical care. So please make sure that uh, if you need IV sedation to get your teeth clean, I know that sounds weird. I mean, everybody gets a teeth clean, but there are folks that just, even for a simple cleaning, won't do it. Dr. Ecker will give you IV sedation just to have that done. Now, he doesn't want to, but if you want to, he'll do that for you because that's very, very important. As I said, uh, 512-345-3166. If you've got dental insurance, let's start to use it or you're going to lose it, and you don't want to do that. The new year is just around the corner, so if you've got that dental, insu- uh, uh, if you've got dental insurance, please call Dr. Eckert and find out. If he takes most insurance, so most likely he's going to take your dental insurance, but you don't want to lose that. Give him a call today at 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. I might go by Doc U's office this afternoon. Go ahead and say hello. Just to get sedated. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't need to have any dental Dude, work, it may though. help you if you got that cold coming on. You'd be surprised mm. that when you go under and you come back, some of that misery that you have inside of your body may be gone. Hold on now. You know, did you did you get your green tea? Yeah, I had some hot tea. How was it? How was it? it tastes like ass, dude. <laughs> tea sucks. I don't know why people pretend to like tea. That's the British. The British brought that over there to yeah, us. Yeah, well, all the redcoats keep trying to tax it. Yeah, man. that's right. It's absurd. I, I I don't get tea, even sweet tea. Right? I know that's a southern thing, and a lot of you Texans don't even like sweet tea. No, I don't love sweet tea, man. It all just tastes. You'd like rather have an Allstead anyway. I'd rather have an Allstead beer. I'd that's rather right. Have an Olipop. There you go. Give me either of those things over tea. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are we are getting there. And uh, shout out to SentexTickets.com. Hey, if you are going to the Garden this weekend, you can get tickets to watch Texas play Louisville on Sunday at SentexTickets.com. If you're trying to watch the Longhorns play Iowa State on the road, they've got tickets there. If you just want to get your tickets for next Friday's game against Texas Tech back here in Austin, all the sports all year round right there online at SentexTickets.com. Plus concert tickets, Broadway show tickets. They've got it all for you right there. Just pull out your phone. Open up your browser. Go to SentexTickets.com. All of the tickets are right there at your fingertips. It is that simple. Shout out to our man Shelby over there at SentexTickets.com. All right, uh, an early comment from Daddy Trill on the YouTube comment line, Buck. says, no playoffs without Jonathan Brooks. So that's obviously a huge, huge storyline for the Longhorns going into these final couple of games of the regular season and hopefully a Big 12 championship as well. But this will be the first game that Texas plays without its star running back. What's your confidence level in this Longhorn team going up to Ames and finding a win without Jay Brooks? Well, I think they can win this football game. I, I'm, I'm almost in the same line with him. I don't know if they can win a championship without Jonathan Brooks. But if they win this game and they win the next game, guess what? That means to me they're getting better. 
because they're going to have to do some some different things without that kid playing, which means, okay, if you can do some different things and still win the next two games and get to the get to the championship game, then as I said, in championship play, anything goes, anything can happen. But when I found out about that injury, BK, I thought that was it. Mm. This team can can win a couple games, but they can't win a championship without Jonathan Brooks. I didn't believe, but we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, how quick can can the young running back, who everybody thought was going to be the starter anyway, the coaching staff thought he was good enough to start. Yep. You know, they they had that kind of faith in him. I mean, maybe over the next two games, you see this guy become a real live star. You know, because if he's old enough, he's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that expression. I don't even think that is an expression. Of course, it is. Only R. Kelly has said that. <laughs> if he's old enough, he should be good enough. And this was the number one running back in the nation two years ago. So you're talking about a kid who's not just a a, a running back. He's not just any you know run of the mill guy that they just you know, decided, oh, I'm a four-star, three-star. No, this is a five-star running back, one of the best players in the country. So he's just got to show that over the next two weeks. There's a couple of things he's going to have to grow up and do. He's going to have to carry a real, real load. But it's not just him. I mean, they've got blue. They've got a number of guys that they can, they can you know, put out some of these, these carries to, but none of them are like Jonathan Brooks. They're just not. It wasn't in the beginning of the season when this coaching staff thought that, that uh, C.J. Baxter was the best back that they had. They were wrong. I said they were wrong at that time. And they're still wrong at this time if they believe that that to be true. He's a legitimate running back that's, that needed to have experience. He's going to get all the experience he needs right here over the next two games. And he's played well. Yeah. He's played pretty well for a freshman out of high school to come in at this level and do some nice things. There, there are some things that, are, that you'd like to see from him, but he's going to have to get that done over the next two or three games in, in order to get them to a championship. But can they win the championship without Jonathan Brooks? We'll find, we'll find out. I'm not quite sure right now. I mean – Mm. You know, the day that, that when, it, when it happened to him, I, I thought, now that's it for the championship. They may be able to get to it, but they can't win a championship without John the Brooks. He's just a cut above right now, the way he was playing. But we'll see over the next – everybody has to step up their game. Yep. They have to step up their game. They stepped up their game when, uh, when they lost Quinn Yours. You know, the backup quarterback came in. He wasn't great, but he won two games, and the rest of the, the, rest of the players around him did what they had to do. Now you're losing your most valuable weapon on offense. So you're going to have to double step. You're going to have to two step now mm-hmm. in order for them to win the championship. How are you going to do that in order for them to get to the championship? I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. CJ Baxter is going to have to mature pretty quickly. Yes. Isn't he? I mean, he's done some good things as a yes, true freshman, but uh, we want to see what the coaches saw. That, that's exactly. That's that's weeks. what I'm saying more yep. than anything. I want to, I want I want to see from him what they saw in him during the during the summertime when they named him starter. That's what we need to find out. What is it? What did you guys see in him that you thought he was? the best running back that you had. Yeah, and I don't know if we've seen a fully healthy C.J. Baxter yet, right? I mean, he got hurt early against Rice, and Sark talked about it on Monday. Like, this is the first time in the last month and a half where C.J. Baxter has been 100%. So he's been dealing with a couple of different ailments seemingly since the start of the season. So hopefully Sark is true to his word, and C.J. Baxter actually is fully healthy, and we see a more explosive version of him. Well, BK, we can, we can, we can say this for sure. We have not seen him with numerous carries. And maybe that's what gets him warmed up. Maybe that's that's what he needs. I mean, you know, we've seen him do some nice stuff. He's had some long runs. He's got great speed. There's there's no doubt about his speed, but his ability to make you know make people miss and break tackles. We we've not seen that. Now he can lower the boom because that's a 220 pound guy who's six almost six foot two that as time goes on is going to be a monster at running back. But is he a monster right now? I, I think he needs the carries to really get warmed up, and we're going to see that on Saturday. He's going to get plenty of carries, I believe, on Saturday. Is that a real thing? I mean, obviously, you're a running backs coach. Like, 
do guys need more carries sometimes to get into a rhythm? Like maybe getting more of a workload can help these guys be more productive? Oh, I think so. I, I think and especially for a young back. I mean, with every carry, he gains experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll make a different cut on a, on, a, on a specific play that he didn't make the play the last time they ran that play. So you'll see some things out of him, I believe, that you haven't seen. But once again, this is this is to me, I want to know what the coaches saw in him and let's see it on Saturday. Yep. And, and and also Blue. Blue's, I mean, that guy is a, I think that kid is a legitimate speed kid that can get out on the perimeter. And we haven't seen a lot of uh, perimeter plays. Now we've seen quick screens, screens to running backs that slide outside and do that. But a guy who can just beat you, set you up, you know, slide inside and then bounce outside to beat the perimeter, that could be a, a, a nice little change of pace here on 6.30 at night, Yeah, you know, in Ames. That, that could be something they're not expecting Texas to try to beat them on the perimeter. Texas has been pounding the ball generally with Jonathan Brooks inside and inside pretty hard. So yeah. it'll be this will be a little bit different if they can get outside on the perimeter on this team. A lot of inside zone for Texas yes. in the ground game this year. We'll see if they mix things up a little bit. C.J. Baxter, 87 carries for 390 yards and three touchdowns in nine games this season. You brought up Jaden Blue, just 29 carries for him. But 167 yards. He's averaged nearly six yards a tote. A lot of that's been in mop-up duty. So we'll see how. But that's he how looks. Jonathan Jonathan Brooks got his yards. Remember, he was in mop-up duty last year behind Bijan Robin. That's how yeah. we got to know that kid. So absolutely, this is this is these are great opportunities. You know, when when something happens, this is a great opportunity for two young backs to get it done. So I'm I'm at a crossroads here, Buck, and this might make you mad as the running backs coach that you are. Jonathan Brooks is a hell of a player. There's yes. no denying that. He's one of the best running backs in college football. So when I say this, I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to disparage Jay Brooks. He's a stud, and he's been the most consistent player for this Texas offense all season long. Yes. What year is it, Buck? 23. And what position are we talking about? Running back. Aren't running backs the most replaceable players on the football field in 2023? Not in college football. You may be talking about the pros, but not in college football. They're not the most re- Easily replaced guys. Like, no, Quinn Ewers was a bigger loss than Jonathan Brooks. He, he was. I, I don't know if Quinn well, Ewers is a better player than Jonathan Brooks, but the quarterback is more important than the running back. That's just how it goes. And well, I think here's a, what we're going to find out. How important was Quinn Ewers? Because without Quinn Ewers, they still won two football. They found a way to win two football games. So Yeah, that's that, that's kind of what I'm getting to. Like yes. They were able to win without the most important player on the team. Correct. They won two games without – and K-State is better than Iowa State. And Texas Tech. And they yes. were able to beat them without the most important player on the team. So they should be able, without the running back, the running back, they should be able to win these last two games. But that running back affects that quarterback an awful lot. He can't just, we're talking about a guy coming off an injury, an AC, you know, air conditioning, you know, unit injury. And we can't, we've got to be very, very careful, even in week number two. How is he going to be? I'm going to believe he's going to be a little bit stronger. Once again, it's one of those silly night games, 630. You know the weather's going to be just – it's not going to be It's not going to be dry. It's probably going to be a little bit like we got this morning out here in that part of the country. So I'm, I'm, it's not, I don't think it's going to be just prime weather for him. I'm hoping that it's a 70-degree you know, evening, but it won't be. No, I'm looking at the uh, forecast for Ames, Iowa this Saturday. Yeah, 45 degrees yes. at kickoff. Doesn't look like there's a chance of rain. Well, then it's dry. It should be – he should be okay. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. expect weather to be much of a factor. So, but I, I I agree with you. I mean, if if you're one games with without Quinn yours, then those guys need to step up. And those those two running backs. I mean, if I'm the running back coach, I am head and heels and kneecaps in their rear end all week long because I when this is the time where you don't let up. This is this is this is not the niceties of. But we're trying to get to a championship. 
You guys got recruited to the University of Texas as running backs. You got to show how, why you got a scholarship to this place. You're putting the kneecap in someone's bung hole. I'm putting everything in there. Everything goes in the bung. Is, uh, you know, gross. you know what I'm saying? This no, week, I don't know what you're no, saying. I'm, I'm not swing that. I'm way, not man. Let, I'm not letting it up on them. I'm talking to them about pass protection, about protecting the quarterback because every play is going to matter. Yeah. Can't have can't have the quarterback getting sacked because you can't pass protect. You know, the word is Jane Blue c- couldn't pass protect, which I always say, well, then the run, they ought to get a new running back coach. Hmm. If he can't pass protect, that's not on him. That's on that's on the guy who coaches him because everybody can pass protect. You can, Everybody can throw their body in front of that car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like A-Rod did when he saved that little girl there in Boston who jumped out in front of the bus. And A-Rod, the angel that he is, St. A-Rod, back in the day when he played for the Yankees, he jumped out in front, pulled her back in, put his body in front, and saved a little girl. I don't know if you remember that. A-Rod did? Yeah. You sure? Yes, that's that, That's it. That ha- that happened. Wow. Yeah. You he don't would... think St. Why do you think they call him St. A-Rod? I've never heard anyone call him St. A-Rod. Yes, I do. What, was he juicing on the side of the street <laughs> and just happened to be in the right place Just the, the right bums time? sitting by there waiting for the bus? Yeah. Huh? No. He saved someone's life? Yeah. He pushed the little girl out of the way of the bus. Wow. Well, I, I don't have my little figurine, my A-Rod figurine. You have I, an A-Rod figurine? No, I do not. There's only one figurine. <laughs> that would be the Jeter. Just the Jeter one. Absolutely. Uh, Jake says, hopefully it's not going to be very windy. Yeah, I mean, looking at the forecast, and we are talking about weather guessers here, so yes. it will probably be the exact opposite of what I'm reading right now, but... Uh, what kickoff is at seven o'clock? I'm seeing four mile an hour winds. Yeah, this the defense is the is the group BK that just needs to get turnovers. They need yeah. to give this group some short fields, give these running backs some opportunities. Uh, we know what the red zone offense is all about, but we've I think we're figuring that Sark may had that all figured out by game number ten or eleven. It, he should have that all figured out. Some of the things that they need to do in the red zone, and this defense should get some balls in the red zone for this offense, give them some great field position because the offense for Iowa State is not that good. No. And they need to get stuffed. They don't need they don't need big plays, somebody getting behind anybody. This is one where you shut this group out. I'm going to be the opposite of Gerard Hufford here because Gerard was talking all sorts of trash about this Texas team. I'm going to talk some sort of trash about this uh, Iowa State team. By the way, Texas's defense has created multiple takeaways in four straight games. That's right. Yes, so they have. They have been very, very good at that since the Oklahoma game. You know, for Since bad, Sark started to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, for as bad as the Houston game was, and it was bad, uh, Texas won that game because they were able to create three takeaways. Uh, and they have been very, very opportunistic as a defense since that Oklahoma game. And like you said, since Sark kind of made that a point of emphasis going into that bye week after OU, we got to stop pretending that Iowa State's a really good football team. Yes. Now, look, Texas has struggled against teams that are worse than Iowa State. So if you're a little bit nervous about this game, that's fine. That should only come from the standpoint of Texas has played down to its competition a little bit too much. Iowa State, you look at the record, they're six and four. You look at what they've done in conference play. They're five and two. They've won four of their last five games. That's all pretty good. Uh, We did that last week with TCU. TCU wasn't very good. I mean, Texas, Texas should have stomped them. They had an opportunity. They had them down by 20. So some of these teams that we talk about that are very good, whether they've beaten Texas over the years or not, you know, like TCU has owned them. Mm-hmm. Iowa's, Iowa State has owned them in Ames. But it, when you just – the reality of it is they're not as good as you are. Right. Well, since the Leafs started turning, Texas has not played a 60-minute game. Right? No. They played one in Tuscaloosa. They played one in Waco. <sighs> they, played, they played a really good – that was a good football game up in Dallas. That was, that, that was a good football game. That was a slobber knocker of a game. They gave it away at the end, but – 
it's what you expect out of Texas, Oklahoma. Right, but they didn't play a complete football no, game. No, they, they, they played they a off, silly game and got beat and should be still undefeated right now. Yeah, they got off to a bad start in that one, and obviously at the end, they, uh, you know, you've got a lead with a minute and a half to go. And they at, got walked. They walked them down the field, at, yes. At worst, that game should have been in overtime, but sure. instead Oklahoma was able to win it in regulation. So, look, Texas, they haven't covered the spread in four of their last five games. Uh, the Longhorns haven't controlled games over four quarters the way that we would want. So if that is what worries you, that's fine. But Iowa State wants to get four and one in their last five games. Here's who they've beaten in that stretch. Baylor, TCU, BYU, and Cincinnati. Those are four of the worst teams in the conference this year. The combined yes. records of those teams in Big 12 play, 7-21. and 21. That's who Iowa State's beaten on this you know, red-hot stretch that they've been on. And their only loss in the last five games at home? They can lose at home? At, yeah. At night? They can lose at night and at home to Kansas and a backup quarter. We're sitting here like Kansas with a backup quarterback two weeks ago went into Ames in a night game. Watch that game, and yes. beat Iowa State. So this, I'm just letting y'all know, like this Iowa State team is not all that good. They are not as good as their record indicates. They are taking advantage of a bad Big 12 schedule. They, you know, they got crushed by Oklahoma. They lost to Kansas early this year. They did beat Oklahoma State. That is the good win they had. But that was before Oklahoma State had figured things out, right? Right, and then but, we found out what they were about after after Bedlam. Exactly. So I just I, like Iowa State; they're they're not nearly as good as the record indicates, and the talent gap between don't these two make teams, them good. I That's the deal. Do not yeah. make them good. So this should be like if Texas, and and this is a big if because of what we've seen in the last month or so. If Texas can play close to its standard. They're going to win and they're going to cover in this game because they should be that much better than Iowa State. Yeah, I think you'll just you'll just find out you'll you'll find out what the players are all about and you'll find out early because this team is good early. Now all of a sudden this Texas Longhorn team is fantastic early. You know, first quarter, second quarter, it's it's when you get to the that third quarter, the middle of the third quarter when things start to happen to them, they they let this snowball effect start to happen to them. A team that couldn't run all day long all of a sudden gets a couple runs. And now they start running all over the place yeah. like they own you. That's that's what they have to stop. They 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 get complacent in the third quarter for some odd reason. That's that's the taking your foot off the gas. Not just it's not just about the offense. It's about the defense, too. They give up a couple really weird, you know, eight yard runs, 12 yard runs. Next thing you know, somebody's into your secondary. They got to prevent that. They can't give this team any momentum in Ames. You know what I'm saying? So that the offensive lineman, can, they can get going and talk about how you know what? They're not. They're not this. They're not that. I mean, I said last week. I said one thing about TCU is they're going to wait and wait and wait, and then they're going to see Texas because they'll falter sometime. They've been told that. They've been told that for years. That's what their program is all about. Texas will give in. They gave in a little bit last week, but they they won the football game. But they gave in yep. when they were up twenty points. And I think this group is kind of the same. If you just keep punching, you keep staying in there. Texas will then make a mistake, and they'll give in to you. And then it'll be up to you to take the game away from Texas. This has got to be a game where Texas gets the lead, takes the lead, and they don't give in. They just keep on going. Yeah, and everyone's been focused on the fourth quarter. And Texas has struggled a little bit in the third quarter. Yeah, the but, third quarter is the one. That's coming out of that halftime deal now. Yeah, they, uh, they're they scoring six points per game in third quarters, which ranks 61st in the country. Uh, they're scoring 8.2 in the first. They're scoring 10 per game in the second they're scoring 9.3 in the fourth but the offense just coming out of the locker room has sputtered at times for the Longhorns and you know I know they didn't give up a point against TCU right TCU scored 20 in the fourth quarter to get back into that game last weekend but yes te Texas offensively did not score yeah like, and they, you, they protect, and you to, know what your quarterback came back last week you're protecting them well 
And you, this team is pretty good in the secondary. You still got to get after them in the secondary. You've got great wide receivers. Yep. Go get this group. Go get them. Don't, don't all of a sudden say, you know what, we don't have Jonathan Brooks. Okay, we've got a nice 12, 14-point lead here in the middle of the third quarter. Hell no, keep throwing. If you can throw against them, throw the ball down the field. I'm with you. No, let Quinn yours throw the football. I mean, I'm not saying this isn't – I don't know about these backs enough to say they're going to run the clock out. Uh, I don't think this is the, the group that's going to get in there. I don't think they – I don't think you're going to be looking to t- turn around and hand the ball off and run the clock out. You're still going to have to be pressing the gas pedal down and getting after this group in the fourth quarter and in the third quarter. You can't say, okay, we've got a 14-point lead. Let's good. Now let's run the ball and show them that we can run the clock out. Yep. You know, Sark is big on that coach speak thing where he says, we want them to know when we're going to run the ball, we can still run it. Oh, hell no. If if they know it, pass on them. Right. Let's go. Get the ball down the field. And that's the good news about the weather, right? Because yes. it, it shouldn't be rainy. It shouldn't be windy. So the element should not be a factor in the passing That's game. great for Quinn Ewers' arm. Yep. It and, really is. That another, sounds great. Another good thing, like Iowa State is not great at rushing the passer. They've got 17 sacks on the season, but five of them came in their season opener against FCS Northern Iowa. I see. So getting consistent pressure has been an issue for them. And they can't get pressure without blitzing. I mean, they were on the three, three, five. So a lot of times they're just rushing That's three right. four. We've seen Texas all year long get pressure by just rushing four. Iowa State does not have that ability. So Quinn Ewers should have some time. Sure. He was kept clean last week, which is good. Obviously, that matters whenever you're talking about a quarterback. You want to always keep him upright. But with Quinn still recovering from that air conditioner issue, yes. you want to make sure he's upright. This should be advantage Texas offensive line when we're talking about pass pro. And Quinn, like most quarterbacks, has been a lot better when given a clean pot. Yeah, and I still believe that the linebackers will play. Uh, they won't. They won't be as close to the line. They're going to try to find out if with, with their three down linemen, can they sustain against the against the run? Mm-hmm. You know, so that their linebackers can drop their ass in coverage, get back as quick as they can in the coverage when it's on a throwing down. So you still got to make them pay for having three down linemen. Yep. And I, I just it, it just has to be. They're they're the, the other guys are going to be back pretty far. They're not going to be close to the line. I know you got three, three, five, and all that other stuff. And you're thinking those linebackers are close, close to the line of scrimmage. They will not be. They're going to want to be in coverage. They're going to. They know that you don't have Jonathan, Jonathan Brooks running the football, and they're going to test your offensive line and see if they can get some of these double teams. And this offensive line ought to get some double teams, BK, where they get their runners into that linebacker area. And that's where I, where I think that uh, CJ Baxter can punish you. He's a big kid. I mean, he can run you over. I don't know how many times he can make you miss, but he sure can fall for about three or four yards with that with that two hundred twenty pounds, almost six foot two. He should he should be able to get you some yards on contact. So yeah. that that's the thing with them. They can I believe their linebackers are looking to drop, and they want to find out and see if Texas can sustain running that football against them. And they have to. They have to try. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Iowa State's defense is kind of designed to get you to run yes. the football. Like, they don't want to give up big plays over the top. They want you to have to dink and dunk when you do try to pass, but they really just want you to keep it on the ground as much as you can. This, so. this offense is pretty good at dinking and dunking. They've got guys who can get in zones and mm-hmm. catch the ball. And once again, I, I with, with A.D. Mitchell, Quinn yours has got to feel, I don't have to be that accurate. I don't have to put it right in his chest. I can put it above him to the side of him. He's going to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'd like to see him throw the ball where he can catch it square up. But that dude doesn't miss very many balls, and he catches them in all different angles and all different spots. And I think the quarterback still loves to throw to him. Are you a patient person, Buck? I'm pretty patient, yeah. Think so? Yes. You've got to be patient going up against this defense. For sure. And we've seen Sark at times against the 3-3-5 look get a little impatient. Like, he, we all want the explosive play. Sure. Right? Like, it, it, it's tough 
putting together eight, nine, ten play drives and slowly but surely marching down the field. You want to take some shots because, well, that just makes life so much easier for your football team if you could score quick. You've got to take what this defense gives you because they are going to do whatever they possibly can to prevent the big play. So if you're Sark and if you're Quinn Ewers, I think this goes for both of them. You can't just say, man, I'm tired of taking these five, six, seven-yard completions. I need to throw this ball down. We need to throw it 30 yards down the field. Now that, well, Iowa State's got a lot of interceptions. They forced 15 of those this year. But you can't have interceptions in this game. This is one thing. You can't, like I said, you can't change momentum of the football game when you're on the road at any game, and much less at this weird place where it's going to be dark. Remember the lights? may not be on right uh, yeah according to jared hufford it's going to be dark we're not going to be able to see so that makes it even tougher to yes. complete passes down the no, field just right? take those dink and dunks if they give it to you if you want if you want this to be just a slug fest go ahead slug it out with them yeah they if you get them if you get them down and you can start rolling around with the three-man front then do it but when you have the opportunities to throw the ball i i don't care eight yards ten yards throw it hey i don't want to spend i don't want to spend time finding out how good these running backs are i don't want to be in the third quarter saying We've got to run the ball. We got to run the ball. You know, if if by by the time they get after halftime, BK, and you're getting into the second series of the third quarter, if they're not running with a lot of success, well, then throw the ball. Yep. It's not all of a sudden going to change. the The young running backs aren't going to all of a sudden get good in the late in the third and in the fourth quarter. You need to do what you do best. And if you, if the best thing you got going on is throw it, then throw the ball. We talked about you know Jonathan Brooks being the best and most consistent weapon for this Texas team on offense. Well, he's gone. Uh, now the three best and most consistent weapons for this Texas team are receivers slash tight ends. Well, yeah, the tight end has to come into play. Jonathan Brooks, for what Jonathan Brooks does, J.D. Sanders now has got to be the guy. He's got to be – that's got to be your guy. No, JT's be, he's, he doesn't have to be your guy. He's just got to do a little bit more than what he's done this yeah, season. Yeah, I mean like, – Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell are still your guys. Yeah, he's going to have to put up – he's going to have to put up a few numbers that's going to help you out on the offensive side. Yeah. You know, and once again, I, I know Sark doesn't like those eight-yard – button hooks and all that stuff but he's the guy he's the big body guy to get to get in there and get that kind of stuff done the seam is 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 still available for him they're going to be deep enough and as i said the, the linebacker is going to drop deep so you may have to even get catch those like the ones that those little lollipops that are seven eight yards that you don't like that that the team will get frustrated with and say that's it you know forget the, you got to win the game yep jt sanders four catches for 47 yards last week sadly that's one of his better Stat lines of the season still doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he's such a weapon, but now he's got to be he's he's got to take the place of what you what you got out of Jonathan Brooks. Yeah. If the young guys don't do it, I, I know people are saying, why do you keep saying if they don't do it? I don't know. I I don't know if they can. I haven't. I mean, I, what I've seen is flashes of guys, and and that's all. You know, I don't know. Now now they become starters. Now they become guys that that this football team will depend on. Are they ready for that role? And this is not just, this is not just any game. These are all playoff games. Yep, they are. They are indeed. All right, keep the uh, text coming on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you can uh, hit us up on the YouTube comments line as well. As our guy Rue says, please hit the like button. Give us a thumbs up. It helps our channel continue to grow. We are broadcasting live from Academy Sports and Outdoors in Huddo. Can you smell the rubber from all the, the different balls and baseballs and football? I can smell that in here. This store is new, but yes, I smell the rubber, folks. You smell the balls, huh? I smell the balls. Smell the balls. You're always going around Sorry. smelling balls. Here we go again. I've heard that yeah. about you. Yeah, man. I, I, I can smell all the Wilson balls. I'm seeing them all, all the different gloves and all the leather. It's, it's, it's great, man. This, don't let me get loose in this place. Mm. 
I could spend hours at Academy. Oh, for sure. Like I literally want to buy every single thing that I see here. They do. They do such a great job. This store is beautiful. It's got that brand new store smell. Right? Yes, it does. It's got, it has all the Longhorn gear, Austin FC gear. And now they could use some wins. Mm. Maybe next year. I don't even think that the playoffs are now, aren't they? Yeah, they didn't make them. No. Sorry about next that. year. Next year. They still fill up the stadium, though. Oh, of course. This is a party out there. You been to an Austin FC game? I've yet? been to one. Oh man, they have a great time out there. They do it right at uh, Q2 Stadium. But yeah, they've got the gear. This place opens at nine. Um, we're going to be giving away two one hundred and fifty dollar wow. gift cards to people who show up. Yeah, say hello. So you can get your holiday shopping done, or if you just want some stuff for yourself, you can make it happen here. I know it'll even be better if you said, "Hey, I'm going to subscribe right away." Absolutely, absolutely. that always helps. Also, have a couple of last stand hats that we'll be giving away. We've got tons of Texas sports unfiltered koozies that we're going to be passing out. We're going to be here until one o'clock. It's not just Bucky and BK. Wags and Rodney will be here. Jeff Howe will be here. We'll all be here until one o'clock. Everybody will be here except for my doc. Doc Trey will not because he's still spending his seven thousand dollars in Vegas. He and his wife. I got to show you this picture of uh, of Doc Trey since you bring him up. Uh, he is out in Vegas right now, and of course, I think everybody knows at this point he cashed his seven thousand dollar Rangers bet slip. I wonder if he's listening this morning. He's not giving you anything yet right i know you made note of that the other day right which was i'm not asking for anything oh oh no oh no you're not asking whatsoever i just think he you know should maybe consider giving me a, would you be okay with a hundy now sure okay i'll take anything and i'd be okay if he didn't give me anything i mean if he gave you a gift card except for to academy mm. sports and outdoors i mean if he gave you a say a gift card to jack allen's a hundred dollar gift card. Would you be okay? I already have some of those. See, <laughs> so you <laughs> no. wouldn't be okay. I mean, I do love Jack Allen's Kitchen. We know that. That's well documented. But no, nah, I want something I don't have. You know? Okay. Yeah, I need something better than that. So here's this picture of Trey. Are you seeing this right now? It's it's on the screen. We're sharing it. So if you're uh, watching on YouTube, you see what we're talking about. Why are his eyes rolled up like a shark? Trey. <laughs> Trey posted this yesterday with the caption: "Yesterday I cashed a one hundred dollar bet." Made back in March on the Rangers winning the World Series at 70 to 1 odds. This is what that feeling tastes like. And he posted this picture. 21,000 people have seen this picture from Trey Elling. And I, I just, I don't even know what to say here. So I'm going to ask you what you think about what is uh, going on right now. First of all, what is that he's shoving down his gullet? I don't know. It looks like some kind of ice cream pop or something. Marshmallow ice cream pop. Uh... He's at a restaurant, a, though. A ball of some sorts. Why is he's not a shark? He's not a great white. He's white, but he's not a great white shark. Why is his eyes rolling back like some kind of shark? Nothing great about Trey. I don't know. Kind of looks like he's done that before, though. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> looks like the way he, he's opening up wide, it looks like he has done that before. Looks like he's got experience uh, <laughs> shoving something on a stick in his mouth. Wow. I mean, what is going on here? He's having an man. awful lot of fun with that thing. That is disgusting. I don't know why he'd post that on the internet for everybody to see. I wouldn't do that. That's that's not flattering right there. No, like that's uh, to me that's not what I would do after winning seven thousand dollars. No, that's not what that feeling tastes like. I'd show myself drunk in the middle of Formula One somewhere. Yeah, I'd be like uh, hanging out with James Harden at a (laughs) script club somewhere. I mean, really, that's where I would be if I had just won seven k. I wouldn't be uh, just guzzling furry looking things down my throat. That doesn't look all that appetizing either, no, does it? it? It doesn't. It doesn't. Apparently, it is a uh, 
Cotton Candy Foy Grass at Bizarre Meat in Vegas. What is Foy Grass? F-O-I-E-G-R-A-S? Something that makes you high, maybe? I don't know what that is. It's, uh, so there's Trey. I'm going to take that off the screen. Please so do. That's people, kind of scary. People don't have to stare at it. Eddie says he needs to work on his eye contact. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's looking up. So maybe uh, maybe he was looking at, at somebody up there. Wow. But there's your uh, Doc Trey update. So, yeah, Trey will be back on TSU tomorrow. He's coming back from Sin City today. But there's your random Trey Elling the third update. That's not what I would be doing in Vegas if I was out there the week of F1, but uh, to each his own, I guess. Let me just tell you this. This this academy is absolutely – I like to talk about sports stores, gorgeous, but this place is gorgeous looking, man. It, it is aisle upon aisle of sporting equipment that you just – it's it's hard to say. And, you know, I, I, I mean, thank you to the Academy Sports and Outdoors because when I had the mullet open, they were one of the first besides Tito's. This was the second place I came to, and, you know, uh, they've been with me for 22 years. They've supported the Mullet Open, and they still continue to do it. And, of course, Casey can't wait to find out what, what we want to do for the Mullet Open in May, and they're on board again. They're going to help us with Blue Santa. Nice. How about that? Can't wait for that. Yes, that we're going to be involved in Blue Santa this year. We may be out in the cold, as a matter of fact. Delivery day, December 16th, Saturday. One day before winter starts, that I proclaimed winter the seventeenth. Oh, so That's we'll be Sunday. fine then. The weather will be. Oh perfect. yeah, we'll be we'll be just fine. Since you are the, the weather man, and if you're saying <laughs> it's going to start on the seventeenth, and that means the sixteenth will be gravy. Dude, that morning is always cold. Yeah, I've never had a sweat on at that place. I've always had jackets and hoodies, and stocking caps on that morning. But it is a great day in the Austin Central Texas area when, when folks from all over, get in that car line and get those those gifts and those gift cards for folks all over our area, the folks in need. And it is, it is, it's, it's special. I've seen people with their kids now. Now those kids that have been around when I just started radio are now, they have their own kids mm-hmm. that will be bringing them. And it, it's great to see kids get up in that, on that morning and go help other kids. That, that's a special, that's a special day by Blue Santa. I know we've got Brown Santa and Green Santa. Brown Santa. We got everything. We got all kinds of Santas. There's, but this is the part of the country that, that is so giving. Central Texas is the best when it comes to that. They, yes. Uh, we make a lot because we give a lot. Well, I think it's the other way around. I think we give a lot because oh, we Oh, okay. There lot. you go. Whatever. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Okay. So, but, yeah, we're uh, hopefully going to be out there at Blue Santa doing a yes. live broadcast and also walking the car lines. I love the car lines. Handing some stuff out. So we've got a lot going on at uh, Texas Sports Unfiltered, and we're super excited about all of it. And, uh, yeah, excited to be giving back as well to our great Central Texas community as we get closer to the holiday season. Uh, how about this out of the world of baseball? By the way, apparently I'm pronouncing foy grass wrong. Someone says it's foie gras. Foie gras? You know what that is? Foie gras? Frog legs? No? I don't know if it's frog legs. Although if anyone's eating that, it's probably Trey. That's for sure. And he's going to say it's some sort of delica- uh, delicacy, not delicatessen. We don't need any of that. So flog, I can't even say that. Flogwa. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not high class not enough French? to eat that. Now, if they Come don't have it at Taco Bell, there's no chance that I'm eating it. How about this out of the world of baseball? Speaking of Vegas, according to Bob Nightingale of USA Today, it is official. The Oakland A's are moving to Las Vegas. A unanimous vote by the owners all across Major League Baseball have approved the move. We kind of knew this was coming. The writing's been on the wall for a while, but uh, now it is official that 
an MLB team. We'll be relocating to Vegas. We've got a hockey team. We've got a football team. And coming up next, yes. a baseball team. Man, what has San Francisco turned into? Just nothing? Well, they still have the San Francisco Giants. Oakland's lost everything, right? Oakland lost the Raiders, obviously, to Vegas. Yes. They're losing the A's to Vegas. And they lost the Warriors, right? Oracle Arena, where the Warriors That's used right. to play, was on the Oakland side of the bay. Now the new Chase Center is in San Francisco. So Oakland sports fans, man, I mean, they get dunked on a lot, especially A's fans because nobody ever goes to the Coliseum. It's a pretty passionate fan base out there, and they have lost three teams man. in the span of like five years. Brutal. That's tough. That's tough sledding. Yeah. What a place to go to. Yeah. MLB's first relocation since 2005, only the second relocation in baseball since 1972. And uh, that's where we're at. So I'm thinking maybe 2025. I don't know if we have an official date on when this is going to happen, but now we do know that it is going to happen. And some of the awards last night, BK, are the awards that are coming up for baseball? Do we get a did we get a Cy Young winner? I think we got the Cy Young winners last night. Yeah, we've had uh, Rookie of the Year. We've had Managers of the Year. I think MVPs get announced today. I don't think there's uh, much suspense on who's going to win those. What about the Rangers rookie third baseman? Was he part? Was he close or not really? He, he didn't. He was close, but uh, he did not win. It was okay. Gunnar Henderson from Baltimore who won. Uh, Josh Young, the Rangers third baseman, would have. Very much been in the mix, but he missed about four yeah, he got six hurt. weeks That's right. midway through the season. So that kind of took him out of contention there. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Cy Young winners were given out yesterday. Garrett Cole for the Yankees winning it. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Your Yankees actually did win something this year. Way to go. Uh, first Cy Young for Garrett Cole, which is crazy considering how wow. freaking good he has been. He was a unanimous winner in the AL. And uh, Blake Snell, the National League Cy Young Snell's been close before, right? I think he's won it before. I think that was his second uh, Cy Young. So those are the Cy Young winners. Managers of the year. This one was pretty controversial, Mm -hmm. but uh, Bruce Bochy did not win American League Manager of the Year. That went to Brandon Hyde of also the Baltimore Orioles. Now, important to note that it's a regular season award. So the fact that uh, Bruce Bochy swept Brandon Hyde and the Rangers went on to win the World Series didn't have any bearing for uh, for that thing, and I'm sure Bruce Bochy will take the World Series over the manager of the year. Uh, the Marlins manager, Skip Schumacher, won it in the National League. And what else? What are we missing here? I think those are all the big awards that have been given out. Once again, MVPs, I believe, get announced today. Everybody expects Shohei Otani to win it in the American League and uh, Ronald Acuna du- uh, Jr., Junior, I don't know what that means, Junior, to uh, win it in the, the National, League. National League. Good stuff. So there's your uh, your baseball. You going to go try to catch a uh, Vegas A's game at some point? I'd like to. Okay. I'd like to, yeah. I I mean, I I know a lot of people are and people are complaining in Vegas about Formula One. Where I'd love to see Formula One in oh. Vegas down the strip. That that You know, they've had to redesign everything. And, you know, all the people that are walking, trying to get to casinos, they've had to reroute all those people and put them in the alleys and back ways. Yep. And that probably not that much fun being in the alleys of a of Vegas on the strips somewhere trying to get to the next casino with a cash with a with a pocket full of cash. That's probably not all that easy to do, but that should be quite the event this this weekend. Oh. You know, Verstappen was asked, you know, uh, to do some he said it's a clown show. In Vegas? Yeah, he said what a clown show this is. He he doesn't, you know, he wants he's a real serious dude, so the uh, the champ wants to wants things his way. And so he's not screw I mean, that guy. I know this is what supposed, he's worried he's gonna lose his first race of the season. I don't know that I don't know this layout that well. Okay, come on, man. Yeah. Have some fun, will you? That's exciting. Yeah, we actually yes. might get a change in Formula One because Verstappen is winning every single weekend. Absolutely. So yeah, it'd be nice if he doesn't know exactly what to do to win 
every single Saturday. So he, he calls it a clown show there in Vegas. Yeah, he's a clown then. For <laughs> there you go. That. Um, yeah, Trey said the construction's already started out there, and it's going to be a madhouse this weekend. And I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to oh, see yeah. how this thing unfolds right there on the Vegas Strip. Uh, yeah, F1 in Austin is a ton of fun. Of yes, course, it is. Shout out to Coda, one of our great sponsors. That event here is always insane. But yeah, in Vegas, for the first time, wow. you could bet that it's uh, a madhouse out there in Sin City right now. All right, uh, before we uh, shift gears here, talk some more Texas football, maybe talk some NFL as well. Some more love to some more of our great sponsors. How about Covert? Speaking of cars, trucks, and SUVs, and speaking of Huddo, because there is a Covert Ford and Chevy out here in Huddo. There's also Covert Ford and Lincoln in Austin. But the Covert's been doing this since 1909. They've been selling cars and trucks and SUVs in Central Texas, and nobody, of course, does it better than the Covert family. And out in Bee Cave, beautiful Bee Cave, Texas, out there, they've got seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And 86 service bays throughout the beautiful area out there so that, you know, you don't have to spend all that time wondering when your car is going to be done. They've got 86 bays, and they're as clean as a whistle when you go out there. You're going to love that place. And the lot is filled with cars, trucks, and SUVs. You don't have to wait around. You don't have to wait six, eight months before you get your car or SUV. Believe me, they are there for you. The Cadillacs await you. Folks, go to CobertBeeCave.com to find out more information on the great sales that they have. While you're there, say hello to Dan Covert, of course, Mike. Stacy, Jerome, the whole gang, and nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not ever. We'll be out there this Saturday yes, for we will. our pregame show, getting you set for Texas and Iowa State. Two-hour pregame show. It will start at 4.30 and end at 6.30, of course, kickoff in the dark. You're going to play with a glow-in-the-dark football or something? How's I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know how that, that, that offensive guard plays football in the dark i don't know there's that iowa state education coming yeah, it is. Through right sure. there i think they have lights can... just use your phones use your cell phones yeah that'll work everyone will just uh pull out their cell phone flashlights and that will be what we use as lights they can't afford them up there names why don't you just play against texas what do you have to talk about playing against texas just hey. just show up and win you've, you've won those games you you play pretty well at home. You don't have to talk about it. I'm pretty grateful that uh, he said that, by the way. Uh, Texas should have had all the motivation it needed just with the fact that, you know, they're still in the playoff hunt, and obviously they control their own destiny to get to a Big 12 What's crazy is we but... never hear about the guys that hear about that stuff. I know it gets out there, but when you know about bulletin board material, the, the people still actually put that crap up on the book. I've never seen anything except when I first got into coaching about bulletin board material. As coaching went on for me, and that was a long, long time ago, BK, I've never seen anything actually up on a bulletin board. Mm. I've never seen everybody talk about bulletin board. They just talk about how that stuff gets around through the locker room. Did you hear what? Now, I do remember the first Big 12 championship about what James Brown said about, hey, maybe we're going to win by 20 points and beat Nebraska. We're the two-time defending national champs. That that didn't have to be bulletin board material. That thing was in the paper. It was. <laughs> it was in the newspaper. It never made it to any bulletin boards, I don't believe. It got right to the newspaper there in Nebraska, so in the Lincoln. Yeah, it, it, it permeates throughout your your facility, but I don't think there's really a real bulletin board, folks. So, Do you have a bulletin board? I had a bulletin board. I actually had a bulletin board at, in my office during coaching. There we go. And, and I used to put up all my I used to put up all my stuff there in the on the bulletin board, all my little, you know me, I had my little poems, my little Vince Lombardi sayings and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't love it. mess with don't poke the bear and all that kind of shit. That's you know, awesome. Don't do not poke the bear. I had all that that crazy stuff. I haven't seen a bulletin board in a long time. No, I don't know if there's a bulletin board in the Texas locker room, but I bet you that Steve Sarkeesian has been playing that video on a loop. Oh, it probably comes on. You know, they've got numerous screens in there, and everybody has a TV in their locker. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lap of luxury there. 
So I'm pretty sure that plays on their little TVs right in front of their lockers, yes. It's been playing there. Hey, we've got a few fans who are out here already. Awesome. At 8.59, this place hasn't even opened, and they're already here saying hi. I like it. Make sure you all grab some koozies here. How about a couple of last stand hats for you guys for showing up for showing up uh, early? we got a covert hat, too. There's three of you, so one of y'all will get the covert hat. The other two could get the uh, last covert stand hats. Covert hut How about covert hut It's a cool-looking lid right there. Make sure you all grab some koozies and uh, – Thank you guys for coming out. Man. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, brand new Academy Sports and Outdoors. This place just opened. They've got the Longhorn gear. They've got tons of Cowboys gear right around here as well. We're right by the fan shop. When you walk in, just turn left, and, uh, yeah, you will be able to see us at Academy. They've got Aggie gear. They've got Aggie gear. You're, now, you're not so keen on that? No. No, what do you mean? Here. You got you to gotta have that. I don't want that. It's not you don't want any of that? Well, we've got an Aggie here. Congrats on uh, getting rid of Jimbo, sir. <laughs> Congrats. How, how many how many phone calls have you gotten asking you for money uh, to pay that $76 Some, million? Buyout? Somebody's going to have to pay that buyout. Oh, we need that. Yeah, there you go. But we uh, we do have some Cowboys fans, too. They've got the Cowboys gear on, which is okay. As long as you're a Cowboys fan, that, uh, that makes everything all right. But, uh, yeah, come out and see us. By the us. way, Academy Sports and Outdoor is yeah. your home for the SEC, by the way. We will be joining the SEC next year. Oh, is that right? Academy's huge in the SEC, yes. There you go. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you talk about uh, you know the players, bulletin board material, whatever. The Texas players have seen Jared Hufford's comments. Yes, they have. A lot yeah, of that's them, got around. You're not a big Twitter guy, but a lot of oh, the it's Texas on social players media, yes. have been uh, talking about what Jared Hufford said. And that video that's been permeating all on social media, I've seen Jalen Ford and Jade Barron and Devontre Sweat and Byron Murphy, just to name a few, uh, say something in response to uh, – j- uh, Jared Hufford's comments, excuse me, from earlier in the yeah, week. Yeah, just so, make sure the lights are on. You know, I know how everybody says that, ah, oh, we don't worry about what people outside of our locker room say. Yeah, uh, you do. Now, when, when something like that comes up, yeah, you're worried about it. You're talking about it. And uh, once again, Texas should have had enough motivation to go win this game anyways because of everything that they have to play for. Now, the last time Texas went up to Jack Trice Stadium, they lost a couple of years ago. You got one of your players down who's been very important to you. You're yeah. going to play for him too. Exactly, exactly. So the fuel to the fire should have already been there, but uh, Iowa State providing a little bit of extra juice. And my guess is Matt Campbell, the head coach of the Cyclones, was not super fond of Hufford saying what he said. Right, like my guess is after that, uh, those comments happened and that interview took place. Matt Campbell probably talked to Hufford and said, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't, why? Don't why do that? And, don't, why poke the bear? And, and do you realize who you're going up against, Jared? You know, you're an interior offensive lineman going up against the best interior defensive line in college football. Like, really, Devondre Sweat and Byron Murphy are good enough, but now you're going to piss them off going into this game. You better be able to cash these checks that you're writing wow. here, sir, young man." Yeah, that's that's that that's a hard one to cash right there now. Yeah. That's all day. That's four quarters of that. And he's got a chance to be a legend, right? This is obviously the last time these sure. two teams play. If Hufford is like, man, Texas sucks and they're not ready for this, and Iowa State goes out and wins on Saturday night, everyone's gonna be like, Yeah, we love this dude. Jared Hufford can get free meals and aims for the rest of his life. Yeah, we but, may go to some bowl game but somewhere. If, if, uh, if Iowa State loses and you know Texas dominates and hell, if the Texas D line really dominates up front, then Iowa State fans are going to be like, dude, why the hell did you say that? And this is what should happen. This defensive line should dominate this group. Yeah, they should. They should put that push this offensive line right back into the quarterback's lap. That's one thing that has And Brees been. Hall does not play there any longer. No, they, they do have this freshman running back, though, that I like a lot. They've got three running backs that they'll kind of uh, split carries between. But this uh, true freshman, Abu Sama is his name. A-B-U-S-A-M-A. 
And this dude's got some juice. He is explosive, man. Uh, Eli Sanders, probably their most reliable and consistent runner. And Cartavius Norton, how about that for a name? Uh, he also carries the ball a lot. How about 5'11", 225 wow. for Cartavius Norton? Yeah, I've been looking at Brees Hall and Montgomery for the last, it seems like all my life, that played at Iowa State. I've been looking at these pros run at running backs. So. Yeah, they've got some running backs. Okay. They usually do. But, uh, yeah, Abu Sama is a guy to look out for. He had a couple of big runs for Iowa State last week in their big win. In Always Provo. somebody that nobody recruited, nobody wanted them, yep. nobody wanted me, so I went to Iowa State. That's how it goes. And uh, the running back's not huge weapons in the passing game, but uh, they are productive on the ground right there. Um, a word for Great Blue Heron Furniture before we talk about this NFL game tonight. And believe it or not, we actually have a good Thursday night football game that is worth talking about because it feels like over the last couple of months we've gotten a bunch of stinkers. We actually have a really, really good game. But before we talk about that and also talk some Cowboys and Texans, a word for Great Blue Heron Furniture. Talk about holiday shopping. If you're looking for a new couch, a new recliner, a new chair, you know, forget your friends and family for a second. Like, get get yourself a nice chair, a nice couch in the comfort of your own home. Come on, Dad. Get yourself a chair. Great Blue Heron Furniture. That's the place to go. GreatBlueHeronFurniture.com. They're going to have great Black Friday sales, too, going on next week that we're going to get to tell you all about. But this stuff is gorgeous. It's also the highest quality furniture that you can find anywhere in the world. I am telling you, you cannot and you will not find more comfortable, more stylish, and more well-built furniture anywhere in the world than you will at greatblueheronfurniture.com. If you type in the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off as well. That's right, 15%. All you have to do is type in six letters, HOOKEM, at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase of furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades. Greatblueheronfurniture.com. And, folks, right now you see me hunched over on TV right here because I don't have my relax-the-back chair, but mm. – let me tell you, there is a difference between sitting in this fold-up and where I sit in am I at the office there, BK. Relax the back, folks. They embrace the holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle, and my back couldn't be happier with the folks that relax the back. And they've got everything that you need, gravity recliners, zero-gravity recliners. they got the Tempur-Pedic mattresses, of course, and, of course, the Tempur-Pedic pillows. Heal and recover, work smarter, and sleep reimagined, and live pain-free relax the back. They've got a store in BKs at the Hill Country Galleria, across from the Whole Foods, and, of course, in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center, across from the Container Store. Live like the buck, pain-free, with Relax the Back. How about uh, these texts from our man Tom McKay over at AV Consultations? Everyone everywhere talks all week about what the Longhorns need to do. They just need to play four quarters. If they played four quarters, the only closed game would have been the Alabama game. I tend to agree with that. Yes. Also, from Tom McKay, F and Trey makes a few bucks and blows it on a hairy nutsack snack. <laughs> <laughs> snack on these snack on these nuts oh my goodness and one more from our man tom mckay free meals in iowa that's like getting a hot hooker with eights oh my goodness yeah so our man uh, tom mckay in prime form this morning we of course love our guy tom over at av consultations and uh, let me play this right age there you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, Tom and uh, Donald Sterling there. AV Consultations, 512-255-8678. We'll have a new holiday jingle from uh, Tom McKay. Oh, nice. And AVC coming up soon. I was talking to Tom yesterday. He's like, where's the holiday spirit, man? We're three weeks into November. No one's got the holiday spirit. He's he's asking for the people to start uh, showing some of that here. Bah, humbug. Oh, you're. You know, no, I'm in, I'm, you? no, I'm not. Of course, I'm almost done with the Christmas shopping. Uh, I've been out and about getting things done. I've got like a thousand grandkids now, so I've got to get all that stuff done. I may be gift card buck this year. 
I've never done that before. I'm, I'm trying these personal things that keep coming back in my face. Like, you know, you, you show them to, you show them to one of your kids, you know, I'm, I've got four kids. You show it to the kid and they look at you like, you know, I'm 39 now, Yeah. you know, I don't need a little tight hoop set anymore. <laughs> what are you buying Nerf footballs for your kids? <laughs> my daughter's like, you know, dad, I cook now. I don't do easy bake. What's the deal with this? Is this one of the grand? Oh, that's for you. I thought you'd like to have that. You're buying Legos and Lincoln no, logs? No, no. My kids look at me like, God. dude, you're so far back. Do me a favor. Get me a new iPhone 15 or something. Don't, don't, come, here, don't come here with these wow. Spider-Man bed sets anymore. We don't do that. I know you love your kids, but I the new them. iPhone is like a thousand bucks. I don't know if you love them that much. Yeah, well, no, probably not that. Yeah. Not to that tune. I, I still recall being the guy who would get my daughters, you know, I would get them sweaters. I'd get them Christmas sweaters. And I said, how come you didn't wear that nice Christmas sweater? I mean, my one who dated Michael Griffin, of course, forever. They were going out on a date one day. And, of course, my daughter comes out, and I see what she's wearing, her top. And I'm going, uh, you, know, that, you know, that sweater I got you really would look good. She goes, Dad, if I put that sweater on, by the time I get to the car, you know, I'll have something already in the car. Because I always have stuff geared in the car. So when you say these same things when I leave the when I leave the house, yeah. she goes, I'm just fine. Mm. I said, oh, she was saying, you're, yeah, you're they... fine, but those puppies that are right there, mm. you know, I, I don't, you know, Michael Griffin, I'm like, no, 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 put this sweater on. I've never seen any of my kids in anything that I ever bought them for Christmas. I've never seen them wear that. Now I got to wear the stupid tie. What, are you buying them ugly sweaters? No, they're good looking sweaters to me. No, to you. <laughs> yes. Not to your daughters in no. high school. They no. don't wear that. No, those days are over with, mm. hey, send me a gift card for all of us. The, the, Give me Academy gift card, and we'll 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 do everything for everybody, Dad. Don't don't try to individually get stuff for the kids. It doesn't work. The gift card is the second best gift. Is it that you can receive? You know what's number one? Money. Cold hard cash. Is it still? Yeah. Is money is money still the best? Yeah, of course. You can spend it however you want. You know, like if you got me an Academy gift card, I'd be cool with that because I'm gonna do most of my money spending here. Anyways. But you can't get like your girlfriend or your wife hard cash, right? I don't think that. No, that, girlfriend or wife, probably not. But kids, cousins, friends. This that, wife just said, yeah, hell yeah, I'll take cash. Uh, yeah, <laughs> See, no one's going to complain about cash, you know. Like, yeah, if you get someone cash. What do you do, put it in a nice card for hey, or do the, you just the, give her cash? Did you put, put it in your hand or that night, that special night, you slide under a pillow like. Oh, the tooth fairy? Like the tooth fairy. Hey, check out, out your pillow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you should do that. But no, like, okay, if you know your wife wants a new necklace or a ring or something like that. And you're like, well, I don't want to buy the wrong one. So I have to go with the Cohen's. I mean, I have to go down there. Go to Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers, of course. If you got a gift card there, that's cool. A gift card or just cash. Like, hey, this here is the amount of money that you need to buy the piece that you've been looking at. I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to buy the wrong thing. Yeah, I think if you tell her you don't want to screw it up, if you really huh. say to her, I don't want to screw it up, because my wife is the one of, uh, let's not get anything for each other. I'm like, I always hear that, but uh, dude, if you do that, that's a trap. You can't fall. It is that. a trap, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even as me, a guy who's never been married, I can I'll get her another Costco that's a, card. That's a mistake. A Costco <laughs> gift card. Yes. Yeah. Here, get some groceries for me to eat at the house. Yeah, she's gonna love that. Oh man, but yeah, no, the gift cards, but cash, cash, cash always works, that's, right? That's a fail. Okay. Yes. Right there. With my daughters, yes, they they they'll do that, and they can buy for the kids. They'll go. know what to buy for the grandkids. Just send a card. Put that in there and say, hey, this is for everyone. How's that? Yeah. Good. Good that, job. That works. Thank you. Uh, this game tonight, Buck, Thursday night football, we actually have ourselves a good matchup for the first time in what feels like a year. 
It's the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, a matchup of Since a couple, of, this one, don't they? couple of winning teams. Yeah, the Bengals just 5-4. and four. Of course, the Texans last Sunday went in to Cincy and beat the Bengals in a big surprise for a lot of folks. Baltimore also coming off of a loss, right? They blew a 14-point second-half lead at home against Cleveland. Yeah, that defense isn't all it's cracked up to be in Baltimore, by the way. They give up some leads. Yeah, they uh, they did last week. So it's 5-4 uh, and four Cincinnati against 7-3 and three Baltimore. You know, all four of the teams in the AFC North right now have winning records, so this feels like an important game for both of these teams. Especially for Cincy. You've got a log jam, too, towards the uh, back end of the wild card standings in the AFC. Like, if the season ended today, Cincy would not be in the playoffs. So uh, they need to start racking up some wins here. They've got a chance to do it in Baltimore. The Ravens, three-and-a-half-point home favorites. What do you like about this matchup? I think I'll take Cincinnati. I just don't like that Ravens defense. As I said, it's it's that paper lion, you know what I mean? The paper tiger just – they say it's really, really good, but they come to fourth quarters, they start giving up points too, too easily. And once again, Lamar Jackson is is playing at a really nice high level, but it's not that high level. He's still turning it over, BK. He's healthy. He's actually playing in the games now. You know, we're in the middle of the season, going going towards the back end of the season. Yep. He's actually there to actually play for the teams, but he hasn't done that great in the fourth quarter himself. And it's, it's a part of their offense and defense. They kind of give in uh, later in the game. So that's that worries me a little bit about the Ravens. And they built some nice leads, too. Yeah. I mean, they beat they beat the dog out of Detroit. And Seattle. Yes. Like, there are weeks where Baltimore looks like the best team in the NFL. Yes. And there are stretches. I mean, they barely beat Arizona a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, they blew that big lead to Cleveland. They struggled with uh, Tennessee over in London. They lost to the Colts at home in overtime earlier this season. So, look, that's the NFL, right? Yes. I mean, no one's going to look like gangbusters every single week, but. Uh, yeah, Baltimore's been very up and down. When they're right, they look like they can beat just about Absolutely. anybody in the league. But when they're off, uh, it's been a problem. Baltimore did beat Cincinnati in week two in the jungle. Uh, in recent years, Cincinnati has owned Baltimore, but the Ravens did get some revenge early this season. Baltimore has a chance to sweep the season series. And if they do that, they'll have a two-and-a-half game lead over the Bengals. Obviously yeah, the Bengals need this 12. game. Yeah, yeah and, and the weird thing is, like, Baltimore's been here before. This is the fourth time in the last five years where Baltimore has led the AFC North after week 10. They've only won the division one time in that stretch. So they've been in this spot where it's like, oh, we're midway through the season and we're talking about Baltimore as a legit Super Bowl contender and everything is seemingly going right for the Ravens. But uh, things have fallen apart. Now, usually it has to do with Lamar Jackson getting hurt. Right. Like you said, he's healthy right now. So maybe this year is different. But it's just the defense that everybody thinks is really, really good. Ends up in the fourth quarter, not so good. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati has been able to overtake Baltimore the last couple of years and win the division by the end of the season. If Baltimore does find the win tonight, it's going to be very tough for Cincinnati to overtake them. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And Joe Burrow's got a couple guys that won't be playing. Yeah, T. Course. Higgins is out once again. I think Jamar Chase will be fine. Uh, and then for Baltimore, I think they're pretty healthy. I've got to double-check the injury report to see who might be missing some time. But uh, I think T. Higgins right now, the biggest loss – for both of these teams in terms of guys who have played in recent weeks who uh, won't be able to go tonight. Higgins dealing with that hamstring injury. I'll go with Baltimore tonight. There you go. I don't feel great about it. I'm not putting 1,000 or 5,000 units or anything. But you did this. see them. You did see Cincinnati against the Texans last week, so that makes you think they're not that good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am worried about them. and I don't know. No, I'm changing my mind. I'm going with Cincinnati. There you go. I know you talked me out of it within the span of five seconds. That was <laughs> – You're easily persuaded, I see that. I guess so. I guess so. Um, 
A popular discussion, and I, I guess it's worth talking about both of the Texas teams here as, as we continue some NFL conversation right here at Academy Sports and Outdoors in Huddle. Should C.J. Stroud be in consideration for the MVP award right now? Why not? I, I, I don't understand why he wouldn't. If if he leads this team to a, to the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs and he continues on, on, the, on the path that he's going right now, why not? If the, you know? te- if the Texans make the playoffs, C.J. Stroud not only should be in the mix, he should win the MVP. He should win the league MVP. And right now he actually has better numbers than Patrick Mahomes, than Lamar Jackson, than Jalen Hurts. And those are the three guys who yes. have the three best Vegas odds right now to win league MVP. Yeah, can he keep this up? And, and that would put his coach as coach of the year also probably too in the in the running. For coach of the year, no doubt about it. Yeah, and we, oh, I think right now, D'Amico is the front runner to be coach of the year. In well, the either NFL. he or Dan Campbell. Yeah, or Dan Campbell. I think he's in the mix too. But look, the Lions had a winning record last year, mm-hmm. uh, and they closed out the season on a very, very hot streak. So, look, what they're doing is still impressive. They're the number two seed in the NFC right now. Yeah, Dan Campbell is very much in that conversation. But for me, I mean, the Texans have already surpassed their win total from the last three seasons, and we've only played nine games. Like, what they're doing right now is incredible, and everybody expected them to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I did. I expected them to win two games, three at the most. Yeah, there are receipts, too. Like, go look at mock drafts from before this season. Uh, Everybody's like, well, either the Texans or the Cardinals are going to have the worst record. And there were a lot of people saying, oh, because the Texans traded their first-round pick in 2024 to Arizona, uh, Arizona's going to have picks one and two in the draft. And the Texans are idiots for giving up that pick to go get Will Anderson because they're going to be one of the worst teams in football. No, that's that's not the case at all. They've got a winning record right now, and they're a game out of first place in the AFC South. Honestly, Buck, if I had an MVP vote at this moment, I would give it to C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I mean, that 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 group right there and D'Amico, they're going to have people that want to come play in Houston. I mean, is there a reason why you'd want to come play and live in Houston? <laughs> Actually, I mean, but – What's wrong with H-Town? I don't know. You you tell me. You've been there before. I mean, yeah. is it is it do they have some areas that are – you know, you know, baseball players like the Astros, they can live anywhere. Right. Baseball players can live under a rug with their whole family. They're good. Underneath this table is fine for them. You think so? That's just a baseball player. That's just the nature of baseball players. That's a long commute if but, they're coming from Hutto to go to Houston every but, day. But, but, but football players, they like that they like that luxurious living. Is there really really fine spots there? Oh yeah. River, well, hell. River Oaks. There you go. West U. Now you're talking. Look at you. The Woodlands. Oh, those are the places that you've lived in. Uh, I did live in Westview. There you go. Yeah, not because uh, I could afford it, because I knew the right people. <laughs> That's what it came down to. Yeah, there are going to be plenty of players that want to come and play uh, with the Texans, I believe. And if you're one of those wide receivers and you're not the great one or you're the number two on the team and people aren't giving you the money that you need, you watch some of the guys that want to come and play for this kid at quarterback. Yeah, well, it's funny. We brought up T. Higgins' his name earlier, right? There's another one that they've got to pay some money to this year. Yeah, he's a free agent after this year, and uh, people aren't sure if Cincinnati's going to pony up uh, to pay him. They obviously have already paid Jamar Chase, so do they want to spend number one wide receiver money on two different number one wide receivers? If uh, if T. Higgins walks in free agency, oh, yeah. Texans are a prime spot because the Texans are going to have some money to spend now. Yes. This is just the start. Like If, if C.J. Stroud keeps playing – anything close to the way he's been playing, then uh, watch out for the Texans, not only this year, but in years moving forward, because they have, uh, they, you know, they couldn't spend a lot in recent years. They were paying Deshaun to not play, and Bill O'Brien had put the team in salary cap. Hell, hell, they were playing a bunch of players to not play in Houston. It was a joke what they had done financially, but they have opened up 
the pocketbooks. They've cleared up their financial situation. They've got money to spend, so they can add to that roster this offseason. And, and for the and for, for the Texans and their general manager who had everybody going, is this guy really that good? It's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he has. It's yeah. been pretty damn good. No, it's it's he really working, is. Man. And that, that staff must be that must be a special staff, unlike what you what you got for, you know, but Bill Belichick with all his kids coaching on the staff. Now, I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, goes, really? it just goes to show you, though, if you get the head coach and the quarterback right, your You're fortunes right. change quickly in this league. Uh, C.J. Stroud, by the way, on pace to finish with more than 4,800 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, and just two interceptions. Okay, Mahomes is on pace to finish with 32 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Hertz is on pace to finish with 28 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. And Lamar Jackson is on pace to finish with 17 touchdowns and six interceptions. Well, knock on wood uh, for C.J. Stroud, but I don't think he'll get into that 14 and 15 category of throwing interceptions. No. He just, he's just too smart with the ball. He's not going to only throw two, you would think, but I don't think he's going to all of a sudden no. start turning the football over a whole I mean, that's just – he just doesn't – he doesn't play football that way. He just – he hadn't played that way in college. Right. He wasn't giving the ball away at Ohio State. He was very careful about handling the football. And I mean, I like when he runs, too. He knows when to run and get out of there, which is really, really good to see. And he's a pretty good runner. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's not the most athletic guy in no. the world, right? He's not going to put up the rushing numbers that oh, no. Jalen Hurts, speaking of Houston, Houston native – and Lamar Jackson are uh, oh, no. are putting up. But he does have the ability to, to scramble and uh, get you a few yards if he needs to. So, Dude, and once that run game gets going, whether it's Pierce or or they'll be looking for somebody because they're going to be looking for a running back. I mean, you know, the, the year the running back had last year, BK, everybody was – their expectations that he was going to be really kind of leading this team with the run game anyway. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen. Well, they're not going to wait around for him to get that done. You know, they'll start moving other – they'll start moving on. Yeah, because they got the guy. The quarterback is the guy. Yeah. Look, Devin Singletary, who they brought in, you talk about Nick Casario, the GM, doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job just finding kind of pieces off the scrap heap. Like, yeah. it's not like the Texans were the biggest spenders in free agency last offseason. They, they signed a bunch of dudes to one year deals. Yes. For, you know, two to $5 million or so. Devin Singletary, one year deal for two and a half million. He ran for 150 last week. Yes, he did. Against Cincinnati. And uh, yeah, he, he's been better than Damian Pierce at times this season. So, yeah, the Texans' run game has not been as consistent as they would have liked, but maybe they found something a little bit with the uh, former Buffalo. I would agree. And Devin Singles. Because I never thought he was very good at Buffalo. I just thought he was just an average back. Yeah, just. yeah I don't, I, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you I think he's one of the best in football, but uh, – He's a great he, change of pace. He's, he has yeah. some explosion now. He does. He does indeed. So, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, man, C.J. Stroud is absolutely in the MVP conversation. He's obviously the front runner to win Rookie of the Year. There's no doubt. I don't know how much, uh, you know, knock on wood. He doesn't have to do very much more, actually, to get that. I, I was going to say, barring an injury, uh, right. C.J. Stroud's going to be the uh, Rookie of the Year this year. But once again, I mean, if he keeps putting up these numbers and the Texans make the playoffs, you talk about value. You talk about value. Look at what the – I had to watch the Texans the last couple of years. But most of you people weren't, <laughs> and I don't blame you. Even Texans fans were like – I'm not going to watch this team. And I don't blame you because there was nothing worth watching with the Texans the last couple of seasons. I had to watch them every single week. They sucked. And just they are so watchable and they are good right now. You know, and, and I thought they were building on defense. I, you know, when they got the cornerback and they, they got uh, the kid from Baylor, I said, you know, they're, they're building yeah. towards what their new head coach wants. He wants to be you know, known as a defensive you know, He's letting the offense just go. Somebody else is running this offense for him. Whoever it is is doing a fantastic job. But he's going to run this defense, and this defense is going to – you know, they're just kind of – it's almost like who are the guys on defense? Who are these 
guys playing linebacker. Who are these guys playing defensive line? Right. But he's making a bunch of no-name guys play really, really well, D'Amico Ryans. He, does, he knows his defense. And he's going to have these cornerbacks that are going to be fantastic, too. And the secondary, I believe, is going to be pretty good. Yeah, they'll get there. I mean, they don't have a ton of talent no. on that side of the ball right now. And uh, once again, I mean, a lot of the guys they brought in, Sheldon Rankins, having a great year. Another one of those uh, low-money free agent sure. deals that Casario gave out last offseason. Uh, yeah, they've got some young pieces. Will Anderson, Jalen Petrie, the kid out of Baylor, who you're talking about. Yep. Uh, a young stud. Derek Stingley has been banged up, but they obviously spent a top three pick on him in last year's draft. If they can get him to stay on the field, that's obviously another foundational piece for that defense. Yeah, they've uh, they've got something, man. They've got all the draft picks they had. And then a Sean Watson trade, man. I mean, at the time when it happened, People thought, oh, man, the Texans got a lot for Deshaun Watson. And then Deshaun you know, suspended for 11 games last year. He hasn't looked great when he has played. He's obviously right. hurt. He's out for the year with a shoulder injury right now. Like That looks like one of the greatest bank heists of all time. Yeah, no kidding. Talk about the Herschel Walker trade. People said, oh, we'd never see anything close to that again. You have. Uh, it almost feels like the Texans have pulled something similar to that. So, yeah, they've. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for optimism down there at H-Town. It starts with the quarterback and then the head coach as well. They've got things cooking. So that's the Texans. And how about the Cowboys? I'm good with the Cowboys right now. I mean, I said the Cowboys and the Dolphins would play in the Super Bowl. I'm still good with the, I'm still good with the Cowboys. I, hmm. I, I, I just really – they've got to find a way to run the football. I think Dak's playing the best he's played since he's come into the league, actually. He's doing – I think he's leading the football team. I think he's, he's being really good with the football. I, I think they're using all of their weapons now. I mean, Mike McCarthy, as much as we wanted to get after him, the way he's playing offense right now has been working out for him. They haven't been that good running the ball. They really He wants to run the ball, but he also understands that they, they've got talented wide receivers, and they're not just going to not throw to them because he wants to be hard-headed and run the football, and they're not getting anything out of it. Because Tony Pollard is not that running back. He's not that dude that they thought he was going to be. I don't, ever, I don't understand why they ever thought that was going to happen. That whole Zeke Elliott, I'm not, and it was time for Zeke to go, but I don't know why they thought Tony Pollard was going to be a legitimate you know, first mm -hmm. and second and third down running back. He's just not that big enough. He's not that powerful enough. I don't know. And I don't know if it's that injury. I, I know people will say the injury. I, I don't believe BK. I just don't think he has that body type to take that kind of punishment. He he delivers when he's out in space. When he catches screen plays at the end of a run, it's always generally on a secondary guy that he lowers the boom on. You know what I mean? He, do, he doesn't give up. He doesn't tiptoe out of bounds, you know, like most wide receivers. When he When he gets the ball out in space, when he does lower his shoulder, it's generally against a secondary guy. But when he's inside, having to run inside the tackles and the linebackers hit him, he stays hit. I mean, he doesn't spin and bounce off of those guys. I just don't think he's big enough for that that type of inside running. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I disagree. You but think it's that injury still, huh? Yeah, I do. I mean, look, you look right and I look wrong with what we've seen from Tony Pollard. But with what I saw from him the last couple of years, I, I thought he had shown me enough to where he could prove to be a bell cow type of back. Uh, you know, not like prime Adrian Peterson or something. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. 30 carries a game. But oh, I, no. I, I thought he was good enough to be a legitimate number one back in this league. So I think most of it has to do with just uh, not being the same player from the injury. Obviously, we'll never know. Uh, and look, the good news for the Cowboys is uh, Tony Pollard's on a franchise tag. So, and it's really weird because the way I think of injuries, I think of injuries differently. I think of you tear your ACL or MCL and all that stuff. I think it's going to take you time. You've got a broken bone. You've got a hairline fracture that's still considered a a broken bone yep. in your in your leg or your foot i always think you should be coming back from that pretty soon it shouldn't take you a year to get back into your into your 
But he does. He doesn't run like he did last year either. You're right. Yep, and I guess we'll find out next year. Right? Yeah. Maybe Tony Pollard's on the Cowboys. Maybe he's on another team, once again, uh, on the franchise tag this year. So he'll be a free agent in the offseason. I don't know if they'll franchise him again next year no, for that kind of money. No, I don't know how much money he's going to get unless he turns his season around. But we'll see if uh, – yeah, Tony Pollard is just a good change of pace, number two back like he was in Dallas. And once again, he can be a number one. Once again, because I know you believe this, you can find running backs. Yeah. There are going to be some out there that they're not that not aren't, you know, franchise taggable for that kind of money. They're going to be somebody that's not playing on a team that you bring in and say, okay, this is a guy, let's see. We don't have to pay that much money for him. Let's find out. Well, you might just get hit with the Rico Dowdle. That guy's been better than that Tony guy's Pollard. been really good. Yeah, so just, I didn't I never expected for him to be that good. It just goes to the point of man, you running, can find running backs. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's uh, it pains running backs, it pains running back coaches, but I hope I hope that that's the case at the University of Texas here starting this week. We all do that that these running backs that you can find a guy, but Man, the guy who was playing just just has been playing has been playing lights out football. Yep. And I've got to believe he's a leader in the locker room, and that, that's got to be that's a tough blow when you don't have that guy in uniform and he's sitting there on crutches, getting ready to have surgery, and you've got to watch him. That that's that is not fun for a team. That's not fun for the running back room. It's not fun for the offensive line either. They got to look and say, see this kid, the other kid. We're going to have to do with something a little bit extra. Well, you got to do a little bit extra. You know, he's an inexperienced running back coming in there. So, and you're an experienced offensive line now. I know they're still young sophomores, but this has been the group. This is the highly touted group once again throughout the nation. This isn't just what Big 12 people were saying about this offensive line. You have to play up to what people think you are and what you've been before. I mean, you went to, don't forget, you went to Tuscaloosa. That's why, as you say, this game in Ames, who the hell cares? Ames, Iowa. Really? Mm. You went to Tuscaloosa at night and whipped the dog shit out of Alabama. Yeah. And an Alabama team that that there wasn't it wasn't a bad football team that's gotten pretty good as the, as the season has gone on. Now the quarterback may have not had been at peak performance, but the football team those guys on defense still play on defense, don't they? For Alabama that you played against in Tuscaloosa earlier in the year, I believe so. Yes, so that that's a that that's pretty doggone good for me. My man, Rodney Rodriguez, yes, is arriving. He's minutes. smelling he's smelling all the leather in this this area over here. Oh, how about that? Gotta love a guy who shows up 30 minutes before the shift starts. Absolutely, too. that's big time. He'd right be good there. at the still mills because yeah. they would be putting his ass to work. They wouldn't be <laughs> saying, "Hey, you can go ahead and drink that. Come here and take my job here." Yeah, yeah, you can go shop for 30 minutes. Yeah, now. you got to go get to work right there. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've referenced this a lot uh, when talking about this Texas offensive line. Uh, you know, Phil Steele in his preseason preview magazine had Texas as the fourth best offensive line in college football. So. I think they're getting back to that. I mean, I, I see over the last couple of weeks, you know, they've they've been put under some duress with, with the quarterback situations. They, you know, they they protected these quarterbacks pretty good. I, I, I bet if you go throughout the country offensive line-wise, I think they've got to be some of the leaders in, in sacks. They haven't had a lot of, of sacks yeah. this year. They've yeah. been pretty good at protecting the quarterback. And I think they've been with – because of the running back, I think they've been good enough uh, with Jonathan Brooks, because Jonathan Brooks has made a lot of things happen himself. He's just a really, really fine runner. But this has not been a bad run team either. It hadn't been a bad running group because you, you, you told us the numbers with C.J. Baxter. His numbers are nice. Okay. Jaden Blue's numbers are nice too. I mean, they don't. the total yards aren't that because they don't get as many carries. But their per average is pretty doggone good. And that's not, that's not just all them. That's that that's that offensive line. They've done they've they've performed pretty well so far this year in their second year together. They've been fine. They've yes. been fine. They they've been better pass blocking than they have run blocking, which is a surprise because I think uh, if you asked 
most people before the season started, where do you think the Texas offensive line would thrive? People would have said, oh, they're better run blockers than pass blockers. But it's been the opposite. You said it. I mean, Texas has given up the fewest sacks of any team in the Big 12. Like Quinn Ewers, we talked about the importance of uh, of last week keeping him upright against TCU. Right. He didn't get hit. No. Forget sacked. He didn't get hit in that game in Fort Worth. So obviously the offensive line deserves a ton of credit for that. Uh, run blocking, I think it's been okay. I don't think it's been bad. It hasn't right. been as consistent as we would have liked. At times it's been very good. Once, think, once again, remember who they had running the ball last year even, right? Right, 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 right. And remember who they had it running this year. Like I, I think – you know, I, I'm questioning this Texas offensive line's ability to block for the run, and I got to see them do that with Jonathan Brooks. Right. Jonathan Brooks is the type of guy who could make guys miss. He could turn a two-yard gain into a sure. five-yard gain. He could turn a negative play into a positive play. Like, he had that type of ability. It's paramount that the offensive line is even better now because sure. C.J. Baxter hasn't shown that. Jaden Blue hasn't shown that. So this offensive line has already been, to me, slightly above average. I'm not going to say they've been bad, but slightly above average blocking for the run. They've got to up their game a whole nother level. Well, Otherwise, I, you're going to notice the the, uh, the absence well, of Jay Brooks. But the group that that I'm, I'm going to be totally wrong about this and I'm going to get it, but the group that's kind of disappointed me towards the end of the season is the defensive line late in the ball game. This has been one of the best defensive lines in the country, and it still is, but what's happened to them late in the games, I don't know what happens. It's the rotation or whatever they do. Late in games, Running backs get these, you know, it was in the beginning of the season, it was those first couple drives. Remember, running back would go for 26 yards or something would happen where they'd take off, and then they would kind of hone them in, bring them in, corral them a little bit. And now it's, as you get into the third quarter, a runner gets a 12-yard run, and then next thing you know, he gets a 26-yard run, and you're looking, guys, you don't do this this the whole game. Why are you doing this late in the game? Because that's when you can't have it. You can't have running backs starting to get in their group late in the games. This is where the defensive line has to say, oh, no, 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 no. This is like the beginning of the game. I know it's late. Everybody's a little tired at this time. But a cert- certain running backs on teams can't start getting getting their way with your defensive line late in the game because we know what a 20-point lead means to Texas. Not much. Right. I think, you know? I think your opinion is skewed based on what happened last week. Or, or and the and they, K-State never ran it against Texas. Well, no, they had to throw it. They threw it. That's because the secondary is not very good. And you're right. The Texas D-line wasn't getting the same pressure that they were early on in that game against K-State. but Yeah, I just see that guy last week all of a sudden just going off in the yeah. fourth. Going like, what is this? Yeah, now the run defense for Texas has been salty all year long. There there have obviously been some instances where that hasn't been the case, but uh, no, nah, for, for the most part, the run defense has been great. But you're right. I mean, look, the Texas defense, they're a unit, so they've been responsible for – Allowing these teams to get back into these games. Yes. Most of it has to do with the secondary, but also, you know, the D-line just hasn't been able to get as much consistent pressure rushing just four. And that's why Sark talked about this on on Monday. Let me see if I have the uh, the cut here. And Sark, obviously, will talk today to the media, so we'll have more uh, to play for you all tomorrow. But Sark was talking about blowing leads, and I think this is the right cut where he sort of references the defense needing to be more aggressive in the mm-hmm. second half of some of these ball games. Here is uh, Steve Sarkeesian. I think they're different. You know, you go the Kansas State game, how did they get back in the game? We gave them the ball inside our own 20-yard line twice, right? I mean, and, and we got a pump blocked. And so we gave them a short field. They were able to score quickly. This game, they were getting play yards in chunks, and they were able to get down the field and score. Um, but But – how do you get back into a game when you're behind by 20 points? You get quick scores. And so we have to minimize their ability to score quickly on defense 
but yet still remain aggressive. We can't let people get comfortable, and I think that we let them get comfortable. On the flip side, offensively, A, we have to possess the ball. And how do you possess it? One, you don't turn it over. Two, you extend drives on third down. And and turnovers two weeks ago, not converting third downs the other night. Third and makeables, third one, two, and threes. I mean, that that's what you ask for as a coach. And to go two for eight in those scenarios, uh, that's not good enough. We need to have a better plan, and then we need to execute the plan better. Yeah, at, at, all, at all parts of the game, you yeah. know, that those third and ones. I mean, whether you can call it red zone, you can call it, on your 30 coming out. I mean, you, you say whatever you want. You have to, if you're going to run the ball, you need to get that yard. Yep. You just, you need to keep the, you need to keep the chains moving. You need to keep the clock moving. And especially now those third and ones are going to mean, they're really going to mean something now. So you can't go up there and get stuff and jump in the wildcat and get that damn thing stuff. It, and it doesn't matter if this isn't about red zone offense. This is about offense period. Now you need to keep the drives going uh, right now. And, and you're right. And the defense, and he's right. It's been kind of like the weird chunk yards. They, they don't, you know, they don't, they, they just bow up really, really tough and give up those hard three or four yard runs. But then all of a sudden somebody will get 12 and then it gets to be, you know, that that's, it's kind of spirals downhill there. And then somebody will get 15 and it, that's the one he's talking about. You can't give up the chunk yards. And that's, that's what needs to change from a play calling standpoint, right? Everyone's focused on Steve Sarkeesian and the offensive play calling, and there's plenty to discuss there, but uh, PK needs to be more aggressive. On yes. defense and this Texas defense was aggressive. They were blitzing a lot in the first half against TCU and it forced Josh Hoover into some mistakes. He had less than a hundred yards passing, had that horrible interception right yes. before halftime, which Texas converted into a touchdown. Hell, TCU didn't score a touchdown, right? They had six points in that first half last week, in part because the defense was so aggressive in the second half. I mentioned this, Buck. Like it's easy when you have that big lead. You're like, ah, we don't need to blitz as much. We can set back. It's going to take them a long time to score. But Sark's saying, no, 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 things happen in a hurry. The last three TCU touchdowns took a total of five minutes and 37 seconds. Their last four possessions, they had 247 yards on 30 plays. That was almost nine yards a play. So that was a problem. So, yeah, they went into this prevent mode on defense, which, look, in, in a perfect world, if Texas was still DBU, if uh, if Rod B was back there, sure. if Michael Huff was back there, if Nathan Vasher, like if you had that type of secondary – then, okay, yeah, hell yeah, you can do that because those guys can cover. But this Texas secondary is clearly the weakness for the defense. You can't just drop guys back into coverage and say, oh, that's going to work. No. You've got to be ultra-aggressive and force the quarterback into some mistakes, but also just force him to get the ball out of his hands quickly so guys don't have to cover for as long. That's the all-gas, no-breaks. Texas yes. needs to be more aggressive for all four quarters on defense. And, on they're, and they're going to have to be aggressive on offense the same way. Sure. If, they, if, if you got, like I said, if you got 14-point, 17-point lead, this isn't about finding out if your running backs can run the clock out in your offensive line. No. When the opportunity there is if you can pass the ball and you've got these receivers and you can get the slot and you move the and you know throw the ball in the slots, eight, 12 yard, you know, areas, and you can get those first downs without having to have the big play over the top. Because I don't think this group is going to let you throw it over the top this week. No, they're going to they, try to prevent that. No, they're they're going to be in a backpedal mode yep. and let you keep everything in front of them and let them rally to the ball. But if you can keep the clock going that way. This isn't about scoring a lot of points. This is about controlling the football, controlling the game on offense and defense. It's not about running big numbers up on this team. I know the, you know, the beauty points that you need it, it, to the, you know, to make the college playoffs. You know, you need to win the football game. That's the beauty point. The beauty points is score more points this week. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you want some beauty points. You, I know you, you need you some. Kinda, you kind of need both. 
you kind of need both if we're talking about the playoff. No, no, we're not, we're talking about first thing first. How about the, getting to the championship, winning the Big 12 championship on the way out? Then you don't need style points for that. You, you can, just need to win. You can win by one this week. You can win by one next Friday. I'm going to let the chips fall for the other thing oh. with the rest of those groups. They sell chips here. <laughs> I want it to just fall the way it may for the rest of the college football season. Let somebody else be the ones to cause Texas to move up to that, you know, that, that playoff setting. They got to take care of their business, and their business is to win by one point because you and I, if they win by a field goal on Saturday, we'll be talking about this Texas Tech game the day after Thanksgiving being, hey, hopefully we can win by a field goal. Mm. We don't need the style points here. We just need to win by a field goal so we can get to the championship. We won't care what the score is if they win. If, if they win this game, we won't be talking about numbers and what they need to do to Dude, you or Mark you, oh, right? I want to beat t- uh, Texas You want to beat Tech. them by six touchdowns? 69 to nothing. Oh, my goodness. Dude, that's – Oh, I would win that game more than any other this year. I think. see that's the that's what I'm worried about with you. I'm worried about it's not this week. This week is if you win by a field goal. Okay, let's just move on because I need to beat this Texas Tech team by three or four touchdowns. Yeah. You're gonna feel good doing that. I want to beat Iowa State by 40, and I want to beat Texas Tech by 69. Wow, that's what I'm looking for. Is that going to happen? No, of course it's not going to happen. But that's what no, because they're gonna be up by 20, and there'll be a dog fight in the fourth quarter. I don't think it's gonna be like that. You don't feel that way? I don't I don't think Texas is gonna jump out. But you did feel that you leagues. did feel that way last week. You could tell that just that's just the nature of TCU Texas. They're coming back. Yeah. I mean, I, I my score prediction was thirty one to twenty seven last yes. week, and it ended up being twenty nine to twenty six. Like I, I thought this game would be really close. You did too. Yes, I, I was at four points. You, you changed your mind though. I did. That's why I was so confused because on, on our score graphic, you said yes. Texas 38 21. You thought better of it. You're like, nah, sure. No. This game against TCU, these games are always close. I just started and to think was. about how they how they coach, how the TCU coaches, how Gary Patterson used to coach his kids against Texas. Yeah. And what he thought. I think uh I think this is a game where look, Texas is kind of in, in control throughout. Uh, but they don't jump out to that big lead. Like, I think Texas is kind of up by 7 to 10 for most of the game. It's going to be hard for them to score. They, they're going to have to work for scores. And I think Texas wins by, like, 10 to 14. Okay. That's where I'm at. So that, that's where I am right now, like a win and a cover. The line's at 7.5 to 8. So uh, I think a lot of people are like you, though, you know, just uh, find a way to win. If it's I'll by take, 1, if it's by 100, you'll take it. I'll take 8. You'll take 8? Eight? 8 right on the nose. Okay, right around the uh, the Vegas line. Awfully, yes. awfully bold of you there to, to do that. Yes, I'm not I'm not jumping out there. You're I'm, too scared I'm, to pick a cover or not cover, so you're I'm, just going to pick the exact line? Dude, don't pick them any time to cover. <laughs> you don't ever pick Texas to cover. You're right. don't, don't waste your time with that one. Yeah, Texas has uh, failed to cover in four of its last five games. We, we've told people for years, man. I mean, back when we were at the old place, we would yes. be like, don't spend your hard-earned money betting on Texas football because they're going to let you know. You know how much money you could have won on just – just quietly not betting on them to cover. Yeah. Just don't do not do it. Don't tell anybody about it, but don't bet on them to cover. Yeah. Just go to your cousin, get it done, but don't say anything about the game. Just watch the game. Bet on everybody else. But you'd Texas. be just like, you'd be like Doc Trey. You'd be in Vegas right now spending $7,000. Hey, that's uh, for- And putting hairy things in his mouth. Yeah. Well, that's got to be confusing if you just started tuning in. Yes, whatever. Why don't you show the people that again? Can you just please show the people out there what Doc Trey is spending all his money on? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things. food or whatever the hell he is, he's doing. Plenty of things you can do after winning $7,000 on a bet. Yes. Uh, and this is what Trey has decided to do out in Vegas. You know what that looks like? You know, I've seen some of those little, the shoes you wear at Christmas times, like the kids wear around the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's what that looks like. That looks like the Sing tongue it. of one of those 
thing he's eating a shoe on a stick is yeah what, I mean, what, is? Is, what, what is that what's that called again uh foie gras uh foie gras frog wah frog wah <laughs> something like that yeah i don't know it's nice stuff that you and i don't eat because we're men of the people that's right. Unlike Trey. Well, we're men, although, first of all. Although Trey looks like he's a man of the people. Yeah. I'm sure some people would like this, you know? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I, I don't swing that way, but uh, hey, maybe Trey does, and that's Good fine. grief. That was nasty. Sorry looking. about that, Mrs. Trey. I mean, really? That's a tough way to find out. Like, I see you over here copping feels of this female mannequin to the right of you, so. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy. You giving her the A&M treatment yeah, right there? Absolutely. Oh, that is fantastic. All right. Uh, some love to some more of our great sponsors before we get back into the Texas football conversation. How about our good friends at Texas Orthopedic? Yes. If you're sitting uh, seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Say hello to Dr. Christopher Danny there and also Dr. Christopher Stockton. They're dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you back into good health, of course, and that great quality of life that you deserve. Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Amen, amen. And come out and see us. We're at Academy Sports and Outdoors. It's now open now. It's now open. Yep, this place is starting to fill up. We'll be here until 1 o'clock today. Uh, Rodney and Wags will be here. Jeff Howe will be here. The Buck and I are going to hang out for a while as well. And, yeah, your brand-new Academy Sports and Outdoors is now open in Huddo with the best sports equipment, outdoor gear, apparel, and footwear from all of the brands you love, all at low prices Every single day. Hey, you can buy online. Yes, you can. You can do in-store pickup as well, or you can enjoy free shipping to your home on purchases. Well, they got some really nice gear. Nice clothing, too. I'm telling you. Yeah, 250 Alliance Boulevard in Hutto. That is the address. They've got great specials going on all weekend long. Of course, we're celebrating today, but the grand opening party continues through Sunday. So they got food here this weekend? They've got food on Saturday. They'll be giving away a ton of gift cards to random people who show up to the store. And how about this? I think this is still going on right now. 20% off your purchase. I'm going to hook all the people up right now. You don't even have to wow. show up to see us to get this discount. If you text MVP352, that's MVP352 to the number 22369, you're going to get 20% off your purchase just like that. So once again, text MVP352 to the number 22369, and you're going to get 20% off? 20% off, plus new store updates, deal alerts, and more. Thanks to our friends at Academy Sports and Outdoors in Hutto. Love this place. Gonna get, I've got to get my uh, fishing license. Might as well grab it today. Ah, there you go. Get down near the coast and get myself some redfish. I'll be doing some fishing next week. Yes, you will, won't you? Galveston, I can't wait. Family be back in town. You ready to go? I think I'm uh, going to go down Sunday, do our shows there next week. Awesome. Go fishing with the old man. And, yeah, this is where I get my fishing license, too, at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Good stuff, they man. they got all the gear here. I think my dad asked me to go get some stuff while I'm here today. There you go. So they've got some good bait that he likes to use <laughs> those soft plastics down there on the coast. Look, Sorry, you're not you're not live bait. Your dad's not. You guys are you're riding the surf, right? Yeah, we're uh, we usually kayak fish. That's kind of our bit. So sometimes in the surf, but usually bayside. I don't do kayak fishing any longer. After I saw the uh, the porpoise that I thought was a shark, great white. No, was I'm a porpoise. There was a porpoise. I got into a kayak. You know, I'm not a man of the the sea. You know what I'm saying? The old man in the sea. You're not really so, a man. I would no, argue. Get out of here. So I'm out there in my little kayak. I'm not very far from from. Uh, you know, where the dock is there. Yeah. And I get out there, next thing I know, this fin is up right beside my kayak. I oh. mean, I'm like, 
rut row. Yep. Jaws. Time to get back in. That thing got in there so quick. You were in the kayak? I was in the kayak when the porpoise came right beside the kayak. Did he make contact? Almost made contact yeah. with me. Dude, you're talking about horrified. Scary, man. What's the difference? I don't know. The porpoise, the dolphins, the sharks. Yeah, because they all got that fin. That they all got that out, fin, right? and I'm like, yep. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. It's uh yeah I, I I've seen sharks out in the water I've never had one get that close oh the porpoise they like they like playing around you know oh. they see you paddling around there they want to just they want to roll you over I'm like oh no Jaws is here to roll me over and, <laughs> and I'm hearing the music oh yes <laughs> oh no I'm out of here terrifying man absolutely it man terrifying but yeah no looking forward to that they've got all the fishing gear all the best brands right here at Academy. And, uh, of course, we're right by the fan shop, too. Tons of Longhorn oh gear, goodness. Cowboys gear. I think they've got some Texan stuff as well. Just uh, walk in the store, take a left, and you will eventually get to where we are right here in Hutto. Shout out to our guy, Brandon Mars. Yep, Top Gun. Top Gun. Rentals Love those and folks. lawn equipment. Yeah, the Buck's getting his garden getting rolling my garden, here. My garden is being rolled in right as, as we speak, BK. I'm starting to have dirt sent back to the house. I'm ready to get the tiller going. But I've got to build a fence around the garden. I can't just have a garden because you know those animals that i have out there will go right through that and tear that garden uh, apart dogs cats deers, oh, cows everything i've got to get and i will be needing uh, some help so i am going to ask you know this this show i'm going to ask you people to help me and if you know somebody that can build that cage for me about a 15 by 15 i don't need to enclose the top of it but i need to do the sides i'll put cedar up or whatever i have to do but i need help with that in other words I need somebody to, to build that for me. <laughs> Where's Javier? No, man. I told you. He's he's across the border. He's Yeah, he's gone. He'll be back sometime for Christmas. Mm. You know, he'll find his way back for Christmas. But I can't I can't do that myself. I'm I'm not a builder. That's why, you know, when it, when it comes to stuff like um, building things, changing my own oil, I don't do that. No. That, I don't want to take jobs from people. You can go to Covert BK or yeah. Paul's Motor Works yeah, get I, that done. Yeah, I, I don't want to take people's jobs. That's their job. Yeah, I'll pay for it, but I need people to build stuff. I'm not I'm not a builder. I never have been. I, I, you know, it's almost like, am I a good artist? No, I make stick people, but I know how to make boobs on every stick person. <laughs> every, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if I make a stick person, it's going to have boobs. Well, that's more impressive than building a fence. Thank you. Thank you very not? much. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. Yes. I, I just, those are, those are certain things I just don't do. I I've never been good with that. I've worked in the Bethlehem steel mills, but I was taught that stuff. That didn't just come natural. Changing oil on cars, what the hell is that? Even the uh, men's stick figures have boobs. Oh, they got to they got to have them too. I guess it's 2023, so yeah. anything is possible. That's right. right. Yeah. They got to have them also. We know that. All right. Well, Ruse is already hitting you up, saying he's going to help you out with this. Is he? Now Ruse has a garden of his own, but he grows something a little bit different than what no, you. No, I'm pretty grow. sure he does. <laughs> I'm looking for lettuce and carrots and i may even do potatoes but i'm gonna can my stuff this year i'm doing it i'm putting stuff away my wife and i are gonna put stuff away we want to you should sell sell some no don't do it i'm not sitting at the side of the road i'll buy it my tomatoes the first crop of tomatoes is going to be good but by the time june the 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 latter part of june hits that stuff's all dried out and gone Mm. that goes right back into the garden i use that as mulch again for for the next the following year there you go but i'm doing all the right things preparing a garden i'm not just running out there sticking stuff in there. I, I, I work hard at my gardening. I really do. I have for years. I've been a gardener since I started coaching. I started with that. And really? I, yes. That's when I started gardening. I, I started gardening when I was at Boston College and I had a garden in Boston. And when I went to the University of Illinois, the, the fields of Illinois, the fertile fields, I lived right up against my fence. Behind my fence was a soybean field. 
and it had I had the most unbelievable rose garden, and they were so beautiful. And then I come to Texas, and there's caliche, and the soil is Caliche. like yeah, there's the, the, the character s- from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, that's not that character. Uh. No, the 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 soil is different. I mean, you have to really work at the soil if you want to grow certain things. And I try, and I. I let them burn out and die, but I'll try again. So there you go. It's good advice for the kids right there. Don't just run around sticking your hand in stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's Mother Earth. Good tip for kids right there. Uh, shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. Absolutely. If uh, you're like Quinn Ewers and your AC is messed up, yes. reach out to Woods Comfort Systems. They've been around for 60 years. As our man Wags shows up playing volleyball with himself over there. I thought Trey was out of town, but I guess not. We got another <laughs> volleyball player. Here with us this morning. Thing thing about Wags is he got that black bag. You know what you're gonna have to do? Check that on the way out, folks. Don't let him just roam around with a black knapsack on. I think he's gonna be bat in his hand. He's gonna be loaded. He's gonna walk out with stuff. He's gonna oh, oh I forgot. I didn't know I had this. <laughs> <Try to> t- <laughs> Taking the tags off. <laughs> oh man, you have chaos theory coming up next from ten to eleven as Wags is dropping baseball bats <laughs> all over the place already. He's got to get kicked out before he even uh, goes on the air today. Love Woods Comfort Center. 60 years of service. Hey, man, 7-Eleven. Want to give them some love, too. Go get you a Slurpee today. Go get you a coffee today. Go get you both today. I'll Absolutely. I might do that on my way home. And uh, who are we missing? Oh, Altstadt Beer, of course. Yes. Get you some Altstadt Beer. No impurities, no regrets. The best beer that you can find. We actually have ourselves a good Thursday night football game tonight. Yes, we do. So make sure you have a good beer to drink while you're watching this Thursday night game between the Bengals and the Ravens. Altstad is easy to find. I don't think they sell it at Academy, but they do sell it no. at HEB, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, Time Wise, wherever you go. To get your beers, you can find the greatness of Altstad beer. No impurities, no regrets. All right, Buck. Uh, we talked a little Texas basketball earlier. but uh, I think That it, news is awesome. It, it's worth mentioning again that the Longhorns – we're able to pick up not only a commitment, but a signing from the number one player in the state and also the number one shooting guard in the country for the class of 2024. Rodney Terry putting the finishing touches on this uh, great recruiting class that's going to rank inside the top 10. Some places have it in the top five in all of college basketball. Texas gets a nice win over Rice last night at the Moody Center as well, 80-64. to 64. Did you see what they were doing, too, in the student section last night? In the corral, as they call it? They were paying homage to Brock Cunningham. Or were they everybody his, his wearing, 14th year? Everybody was wearing jorts. I can take a koozie, by the way, if you would like. You can add that to the cart. That's going to be completely free. If anyone tries to uh, charge you for that at checkout, just send them to us. Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube, and we've got a free app as well. Thank you, sir. Great sports talk all day long. Thank you all for, uh, for coming by and supporting Academy Sports and Outdoors. This is your store? You own this? <laughs> oh you live a block away well thank you for uh for coming by you're paying taxes to this area that's for sure hey this is i'm sure he loves it though having an academy a block away i'd kill to have an academy a block away from where i live i'd also be dead broke yeah no kidding if that's what i had You'd probably like a a 7-eleven right beside you and you're not far from one of those no, 7-elevens either i for do sure. have one of those thankfully it's a little too far to walk there you go it's like a 10 minute walk for me that's a little too far to walk uh, so I got to get in the car, but if it was right next door, I'd be oh my in trouble goodness. there. You drink three slurpees a day, it'd be a freaking <laughs> disaster. Let me tell you, uh, this Texas basketball team though, Buck, what have, uh, what have you liked from them? Once again, 80 to 64, they beat rice last night. They're three and zero on the season. What have you uh, made from Rodney Terry's bunch in the early going? Well, it's early. That's, that's what I've made. You know, the, the real games won't start to really, really matter until you get to conference play, but that game in Madison square garden is a big deal. I mean, because yep. everybody in the nation is going to be watching that tournament. They're going to want to see what Texas is all about after the success that they had last year 
and then Rodney in his full year as the head coach will be. It'll be very interesting for him. I, I think as, as they go along, as the, as the time goes along, and they get to conference play, I think they'll have their full complimentary complement of players. And I think now you're going to see a really different type of team. I don't think you're going to see anything great, BK, these first couple games or this, you know, this preseason kind of stuff for them. I mean, it's it's going to be a filling out process for all of their players, really, because they always have all these new cats that show up. I mean, that's just how college basketball is. So they got to and they lost a lot of guys last year. Now, that's the thing. It's not not so much the new guys. It's the guys that they lost last year. So I think as as this time goes on and by the time they get the conference play, uh, they're going to be they are going to be moving and grooving. This is a pretty talented basketball team, but the nation will see them at Madison Square Garden. So you don't want to be sloppy. Like you said, you don't want to go there and lose to a Louisville team that's not very good. They haven't been for the last two or three years. Louisville sucks. <laughs> okay. It'd be, it'd be a just, bad it's loss. just that. Yeah, it would be a bad loss. Like, there are a lot of years where if you lose to Louisville on a neutral floor. That's true. That's okay. Like, whatever. You don't want to lose any game, obviously, but that, like, won't go down on your tournament resume as no. a bad loss. Uh, if Louisville is twice as good as they were last year, losing to them this year would be a bad loss. I would say. I watched that team play last year. They're 2-1 and one this season. Uh, they escaped UMBC. Yes, that UMBC. They were down by a lot, and they needed a game-winning bucket with like seven seconds left to win that game wow. at home. They lost to Tennessee Chattanooga Wow, at home. Sort of like who's Alabama's playing this weekend, football? Yeah, pretty much. By 10, and then they, they beat Coppin. What is Coppin State? Where is Coppin? That's not a state, <laughs> is it? I think it's in Alabama. Coppin State, who is 0-4. Which I'm wrong with that, probably. Yeah, Louisville beat them uh, by 20 last night. Louisville's bad. They're really, really bad. So uh, even though Texas, yeah, has a lot of new faces. And you're right. Look, there's a ton of roster turnover in college football, college football, college basketball every single year. Texas has more of it than most. Like from two years ago to last year, Texas had some. But they got a lot of guys back from Chris Beard's first team to the second team. Uh, Think about how many guys are gone. I mean, Serge Jabari Rice and Marcus Carr. And Timmy Allen and Christian Bishop, and the list goes on and on. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are so many new faces for Texas. So it's going to take some and, time. And talented, and talented group that's coming back, though. Yeah, they're gonna it's gonna take them some time to find their sure. groove. Like if they beat Louisville, I assume they're gonna beat Louisville. If they lose by you to uh, by 10 to UConn, I'm not gonna be too upset about it. Because national champs. I know this Texas team is going to get better as the year goes on. A couple of things though, early that they need to improve on. They've turned it over too much. Uh, the last two wins, even though they've been blowout wins, I think 19 turnovers against Delaware State last Friday. They had 16 against Rice last night. Rodney Terry was like, we want to be less than 10. Well, they almost had 10 in the first half yesterday. Wow. And then free throws. I think they were just 12 of 22. Well, they got to do that because then it'll look like the Texas teams of old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. do that. You got to make your free throws. Obviously, when you're winning games by 15 to 30, you know, free throws don't matter that much. But when you're playing closer games, which Texas obviously will – as the uh, quality of competition improves, you're going to need to uh, take advantage of those freebies more than they have. No doubt. So that's, no doubt. That's where Texas can get better. Uh, but once again, I mean, the turnovers, will that will get figured out as these guys build more chemistry and cohesiveness on the offensive end of the floor. Brock Cunningham's still out there just running around, diving for loose balls. Just like the old man that he is, getting, playing that old man basketball. Getting rebounds, eight points, six rebounds, and three six assists, elbows, three steals, two blocks, uh, six elbows. <laughs> <laughs> Two technicals, one flagrant. That's right. There you go. Yep. It's just it's what he does, man. He he pisses people off. Gotta have them. But you gotta have those uh those glue guys, those grit guys. And Brock Cunningham in his sixteenth year at the University of Texas wow. has been doing that for 
a long time. So, man, the state of Texas athletics in a really, really good spot. Uh, Texas has a ton of ranked teams all across the board. You feel like you've got a Big 12 contending team in football. Your volleyball team just won its seventh straight Big 12 title. Easily. The men's and women's basketball are in good spots. By the right way, now. they did that pretty easily. Guess what? They still have two regular season games to be played. Oh, it's what they you do. can lose them both, and you've already won. Well, I think Texas has made it to like the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament like 10 years in a row or something ridiculous like that. It might be more than that, honestly. Man. Like what Jared Elliott has done, obviously, they're the defending national champs which is pretty good. And they've won two national championships during his tenure in Austin, but they are always amongst the Absolutely. best teams in volleyball. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really, really impressive what they continue to do. And yeah, seven straight big 12 championships for uh, the Texas volleyball team. Shout out to them. Boy, that's exciting. They deserve it. All right. Coming up on 10 o'clock here, which means it's about time for uh, for a little chaos theory with Rodney and Wags. We can do a little crossover so we both don't get up at the same time. So one of you two, if you want to grab the Bucks headset. Wags, you want to come over here, buddy, and do this? And uh, thank you to Academy. You're giving him the buddy treatment. Just call him buddy? Hi, bud. You're going to call him pal next? <laughs> Hi, pal. Hey, guy. Oh, man, champ. Well, champ might be champ. the worst one. No, no, right I, don't do, I don't do champ. I do bud. I do buddy. What about big guy? No, I don't do big guy. Oh, no, dude. no, no. The big guy hurts, I do dude. Man. I do dude. You do dudes? I do no. I do do dudes. I do, <laughs> I do the word That's dude. That's Wow! After <laughs> no. sixty-eight years of life, the buck has finally told people. It's finally he's finally there. That he is into guys. <laughs> no, I, most of it's buddy. Buddy is my guy. I call you buddy. Yeah, I know. And you don't like you. Are you saying you don't like to be called buddy? I don't love it. I have a name, and it's not buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm not the elf, okay? Or I'm not buddy guy or buddy Holly or any of those dudes. <laughs> All right, That's later, y'all. Me. All right, the Slam. buck will be back on a little bit later as uh, as Wags here takes over in a second. Of course, Chaos Theory with Rodney and Wags coming up from 10 to 11. I'll give my headset here to Rodney in a moment. And, uh, look, we'll be live at Academy here in Hutto until 1 o'clock. So come out and see us if you can uh, play hooky from work. If you can uh, take a longer lunch today, come out and get your holiday shopping done, of course, at this brand-new, gorgeous Academy Sports and Outdoors. Come hang out with us as well. What's up, Wags? Man, you put us in a really good spot. You know that? I want me. Ideal location. Who put us here? This was uh, Casey from Academy coming through. Good looking out. Yeah. Have you, have you realized, have you taken observation on where we're at? Uh, we are at Academy. Where low-key, ideal, uh, situational. We're in the fan shop area. Sports. 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 Somebody can get dunked on. Yeah. But what's right here? The basketball pit. Women's section. <laughs> yeah. Women's, not just women's section. The sports section of the women's section. We've got the female mannequin over here. I saw you eyeing her down. I mean, you know what I mean? The polygons on her. I mean, looking. <laughs> polygons. Looking, looking all right. That's what man. they call it these right. days. Good show today. Dance. Thank you, brother. Good show. I'll be back in a minute, but uh, you and Rodney are holding it down for the next hour. Here we go. Thank y'all.